This podcast is sponsored in part by Benjamin Hart. That's me! And yours truly, Zach Arnold. And by participation from listeners like you. So let's tune in to another episode of IPC. 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 The Intergalactic Peace Coalition Podcast. All the galaxies. All for you. Hello, everybody. It's time for a very special episode of the Intergalactic Peace Coalition podcast, coming to you live on multiple platforms, including channel1138.com and Facebook Live. We are celebrating six years here on IPC, and that is a big accomplishment for anybody who knows anything about podcasts to have that kind of longevity and to that have, have that kind of uh, content to be able to talk about. This is our 283rd episode. I know a lot of podcasts that did not make it that far. So we're <laughs> excited to be here, and we're excited to have you. For anybody new to the program, my name is Zach, and I have been here since day one. We've got some people that have been here since, you know, year five or something like that. But it's all a really, really great time, and we're going to be having a really great time talking about some really awesome stuff, including some things that have brought us together, uh, things that basically formulated these friendships uh, in the first place, which is really, really awesome. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and start bringing people in now. As I mentioned, I'm Zach, and joining me, he's been with me since day one, co-founder and co-host of the IPC podcast, Mr. Ben Hart. How's it going, everybody? Delighted to be here on this momentous occasion long time coming uh six years is a long time guys if you didn't already know and uh yeah it's been a joy and a pleasure and uh yeah hopefully we can keep on doing this for six more years but you know tonight we're going to be reflecting on the past six years and uh, talking about some interesting stuff, and also getting in to Star Wars The Clone Wars, the series finale, which I think is quite perfect, to be honest, because this show really came together because of The Clone Wars. Like, me and you, Zach, we became friends. I, Jake, too. Like, we all became friends because of The Clone Wars. And uh, getting to talk about the series finale tonight is going to be a heck of a lot of fun. But, uh, you know, speaking of the other person in the room that's being very quiet. Speaking of, he almost (laughs) missed out (laughs) on this anniversary and that he's here with us. It's the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Jake Damon. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, everybody. I I mean, you're correct. I I almost missed out on tonight, but I'm glad I got to be on after all, because this is a crazy milestone. This is six years of IPC, and that is that is no small feat. Congratulations to you guys. I have not been here since day one, unfortunately, but I I've been listening since, you know, near that. And uh, I've always been a fan of the show. I'm so glad that I can help out as a co-host on here nowadays, and uh, it's just a real pleasure to be able to be here on on the sixth anniversary of the program. So thank you so much for um, 
just I don't know, bringing me on board this last year or so and having me be part of this awesome project. Well, dude, it's it's been fun and it's been a wild ride. And we've had you on for guest appearances before you were brought on as a regular co-host. I mean, yeah. When when I had out of town trips or when Ben was traveling the world, uh, you um, you were able to to fill in some of those spots for us in the past, and we always enjoyed having you on. And so it, it's great to have you back on on a more consistent full time basis. And uh, for anybody that is new to the program. Uh, all three of us are either fans or contributors to the Star Wars Underworld, and Ben is the founder of the Star Wars Underworld. And it was really our interest in the TV show The Clone Wars back in 2008 that brought all three of us together. Right. I actually found the Underworld through um, what was it? It was it was a it was a Clone Wars uh, fan pages. That had been right. by you and Chris, like uh, like for Savage Press, Cad Bane, characters like that. And I ended up finding the underworld that way. But as is the case with a lot of people, we don't necessarily stick to just one particular fandom. Obviously, like I said, Star Wars was what brought us together. But the vision just kind of grew beyond that. And thus forms IPC. Yes, we love Star Wars, but we love other things as well. And over the last six years, we have discussed so many different topics, Star Wars included, Ben, but so many other things have been covered in our time here as well. Oh, yeah, like, we, I mean, I was looking back through our show archives, and, uh, yeah, we've done a lot, like a lot of things, and I, I, I love that we've come so far, and, you know, there's so many things that I still want to get to, and some of those oh, things yeah. maybe maybe for the rest of the year, we'll get a chance to talk about them, some of them we've already done, like Superman and stuff like that, like that's been fun, right. but like, you know, there's so many things, the diversity in topics that we've had over the years has been phenomenal, and a lot of them have stood out, and uh, so I think tonight we're going to be kind of looking back at some of those and, and discussing um, which ones were our favorite, which ones stuck in on our minds the most. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, 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 uh, that's something that we do every time we have some kind of a annual celebration is we'll, we'll take a look at some of the things that helped us get to where we are because obviously 283 episodes, we don't just ramble on and on. We actually have stuff that we like to talk about and uh, we come up with schedules and we take a look at, you know, the movies that are releasing uh, movies that, you know, if we're coming into that that part of August into September where there's a little bit of a, a new release lull, then we'll kind of do like a throwback arc and go back through some other stuff. Um, so uh, something that we started probably about three years ago on the program, it, I, I find it hard to believe that that's how long ago we started this. It feels like it was just a year or so ago. But we started doing these things called Top Fives. Uh -huh. And uh, since we're celebrating six years, this time we're going to be doing a Top Six, which is apropos, I feel like. Yeah. And I think it wasn't it uh, Mr. Steven Schinder that brought that up? I think it was. I think it that, was. That suggested we all well, just do Top Six for sixth anniversary. We're like, okay, that's brilliant. Yes. Uh, and so we, we've been able to harness that. And been able to to take that and, and run with it in uh, in so many different fashions. And I mean, 
Jake, can can you think of some of the different top fives that we've covered over the last little bit and, and just kind of remind people of, of some of the things that we've done previously? Because I just found out we've got a little bit of a technical issue that I need to tend to really quickly. But uh, those top fives are things that have lasted with us for quite some time. Yeah, I mean, I... I I might be getting some of these wrong, but I mean, at this point, we've gone over everything. But I, I remember, I think I remember doing top five Pixar films, top five Star Wars vehicles, uh, top five episodes of the Clone Wars, I think we did at one point. Um, some of these I have been here for, some of these I was on, some of these I wasn't and just listened um, from back in the day. I don't know. I would have to look up uh, you know, the backlog of episodes, but we've done so much. Um, ben, do you remember some of your favorite top fives? Oh, man. Like, I mean, I was looking at them today. I mean, we, we think we – I believe the first one we ever started – was top five th- movies we never say no to. Yeah. I and it was kind one. of our version of just like top five movies, but it was kind of our spin on it. And, you know, kind of taking off the idea of, well, you know, what what movies would you just sit down and watch on a whim and whatever? And mm-hmm. we started doing that. And, you know, and then, it, you know, we did TV shows. And then my, I think probably my most favorite one out of all of them is the one we do yearly, which is the top five most anticipated movies of blank year. Yes. Um, which is always yes. fun. But what's interesting is that our most recent one is, like, totally invalid now. <laughs> because, like, half <laughs> of the of movies, the... half the movies that everyone talked about that put in the top fives are, like, not even coming out this year. So we're going to be ending up talking about those movies again probably in 2021 oh that's so sad (laughs) so it's just nuts and you know i know i mean i think like there's certain movies like uh what's the uh the the x-men movie the uh oh new mutants Mutants. i'm pretty sure that has been like talked about in a most anticipated movies episode like three times already At, at least at least twice probably three yeah because it's just been delayed so many times, and now it's getting delayed again. So, mm-hmm. uh, insanity, insanity. But that's some of my favorites. Another favorite of mine that I I just remembered. I think we did top five John Williams scores. That was a good one. That was that was a favorite of mine. Just because I'm a big fan of John Williams. Like I mean, even the stuff from Star Wars, obviously. Mm-hmm. But like we we talked about stuff from ET, we talked about stuff from Harry Potter, we talked about Jurassic Park. Like we basically did the entire John Williams medley tribute from Corey Vital <laughs> on the IPC podcast. <laughs> I think that was the outro tune or something. That was, uh, I think that was. And so, yeah, it, it it's it's been a heck of a ride and so it's only appropriate that we do a a another rendition of something similar to top 5 like you mentioned Ben uh but this time since we're celebrating 6 years it'll be a top 6 before we do that though i i do want to address the free stuff that we've got on the promo on facebook live we are doing giveaways to commemorate these 6 years and some of the different ways that we will be addressing some of that free stuff is by doing some random drawings. Basically, um, we're gonna have we're gonna have two um, random drawings that happen live on the show, and then we're actually gonna be doing a third drawing 
that's going to happen on next week's episode. And you're going to have a challenge between this episode and the next episode to contribute for anybody that's listening on, you know, iTunes or Podbean or Google Play, you know, somebody that has to listen to it after the fact. We've got a few people, several people, in fact, I would say more than half of our viewership comes after the fact. Right. And so we got a lot of people that wanted to be able to be with us live, couldn't make it. So we're going to do something for them as well. But uh, two thirds of this stuff is going to be addressed towards the the uh, people that are listening live. So here's what you got to do, folks. You've got to find us on social media. The social media is available on the promo image. We've got a Facebook page. We've got a Twitter page. We've got an Instagram page. Go find us at all three of those places and find a way to tag us using our prominent hashtag that we use on every single episode. We do this topic at the very end of the show, but we want to keep that trend going. So go tag us in a post or just use the hashtag, put it in the chat, like we say, um, to, to put it on there. So if you're looking for some free stuff, go find us on social media and hit us up with our hashtag, hashtag BBQ watch. We're going to put it in the, in the chat uh, on Facebook live. And we're going to put it in the chat on channel 1138.com to let you guys know what we're looking for. And if you make a post about IPC or on one of IPC's Instagram photos. We haven't posted in a while, but we do have access to it. So if you go and make a post on one of those things here during the live show, then we'll know that your name has been entered for a drawing for one of our two free giveaways this evening. I'm going to remind you guys as we keep talking about this top six, I'm going to be reminding you as we're going through the course of the evening. But I want to make sure that you guys are using this hashtag early and often so hashtag bbq watch is going to be our way of knowing how things are going to go down when the giveaways come about later on in the show right. cool all right i'm cool. gonna make yeah. some f fake social media accounts right now so i can have a chance right? of winning something give, right <laughs> give give jake a burner account but i'm gonna be keeping track i'm following all of the social media feeds and handling the facebook live feed this is a lot of fun i'm multitasking the heck out of all of this but I'm going to keep track of all those different feeds and try and keep up with anybody that's trying to tag us using that hashtag BBQ watch. And you guys will be entered for a chance to win some free stuff later on in the program. But on to our top six. Um, this is kind of a recap of some of our favorite topics that we have discussed previously over the last six years, which, as you may know, for anybody that's been listening to the program for any number of times, uh, that's a pretty grand undertaking. It really is yeah. because we have covered so many different topics. We've covered a lot. And so what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to go around the horn giving our honorable mentions, which is something that we usually do because it's it's never easy to come down to just six or just five. Like we always end up with an honorable mention. So we're going to do that again. We'll have an honorable mention, then we'll go with our number six, number five, and our number four around the horn. So, Jake, you'll lead us off, and then Ben, and then myself, and we'll go around honorable mention, six, five, four, then we'll go three, 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 and then we'll go with our number two, and then we'll go with our number one at the very end. Does that make Sounds sense? Good. Sounds good. Cool. Yep. So, Jake, 
out of the movies that have been reviewed by the IPC, whether you've been a part of it or not, which would you say gets honorable mention and uh, the bottom three out of your six, going six, five, four? Um, well, I didn't actually get any honorable mentions because I, I looked at it as like ones that I was a part of. I, maybe I should have gone back further, but I, these no, are some I, of the ones I, I remember the most. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is how I and, – and you know what? It's t- completely open to interpretation. That makes it more interesting. But I approached it as not only the one the movies that I enjoyed, but the, the discussions that I remember that I was on that I enjoyed. So yeah. I think that's totally fair. So go completely go with that. Yeah, that's that's what I did. Like just ones that I remember. Like like the, regardless of what I thought of the movie, just how fun the discussion was. Um, but my number six right off the bat is uh, Spider Man: Far From Home. I I love the MCU version of Spider Man, and talking about it what is is just so much fun. You know, I, I love any chance I get to talk about a Spider Man movie, and I remember talking about um, Into the Spider Verse on on a podcast, and I can't remember if it was on IPC or if it was on a different one, but um, that would have been up there too, if not an honorable mention. But uh, but I I believe I remember Spider Man Far From Home, and um, I don't know. It was just like as with every Marvel movie, the the thing you want to do right after seeing it is talk about it with your friends, and um, Spider Man Far From Home was no exception. Especially being that it was such an enjoyable movie for me, anyways, and. Uh, I think my favorite live action Spider-Man movie. And um, I can't remember what you guys thought about it. uh, Or even if like, I can't remember who was on with me. I'm pretty sure Ben was there. Um, Can't remember if Zach was there, but uh, that is, that is a conversation I remember with some fondness. Yeah, totally. Totally. So my number five is Superman for the quest for peace, which we just did not too long ago. (laughs) Um, That was just a really fun discussion. It was a fun experience to watch a uh, terrible movie. (laughs) Um, And it was my first time seeing a Christopher Reeve Superman in a long, long time. So it was kind of like a refresher on that, but just picking it apart uh, on, you know, a technical level dialogue, acting, all that stuff is just a lot of fun. And while it is fun to talk about a really good movie, this was probably the worst movie that I've been a part of discussion-wise on this podcast. Um, And it was just a blast. And I hope we get a chance to do uh, another terrible movie in the future. Um, And uh, my number three, or sorry, my number four, is uh, The Dark Knight. Um, and I think you guys did a revisited one not too long ago, but yeah, the did. one I'm... we've done too, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. The one I I was a part of was the first one, and you know that being polar opposite from Superman for the Quest for Peace, this is probably <laughs> one of the I mean the in my opinion one of the top two best comic book uh, movies ever made, and I don't think a lot of people will, you know, fight me on that. Um, it's in a, it's you know, the top of a lot of people's lists, and um, just appreciating uh, cinema of that caliber with other people who also appreciate it is a really fun experience, and uh, I will never forget that. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Zach, do you have yours? Do you want me to go next? Uh, I have mine if you are trying to stall in order to get your list put together. Actually, actually, I am fully prepared now. I am fully uh-huh. prepared. 
Aha. I know it's uncharacteristic. Of wow, him, but, yeah. Ben doesn't need me to stall for time. <laughs> I know, I know. I even have honorable mentions. If you want me to go ahead, and go with this. Yes, please. Honorable mentions and six five four. What do you got for us? All right. So my honorable mentions are well similar to Jake's. Um, the Dark Knight. I, I remember both those discussions. They were a lot of fun, and, and just get, having an excuse to go back and watch that movie is always a lot of fun. So, uh, you know, it, it, that was that definitely sticks out in my mind as one of my favorite ones. And heck, I you know, if we did a revisited number two, I would be totally down with that. Um, like because... revisit, revisit, it's like, yeah, let's watch it again. <laughs> just we're it, the title of that episode would be just we're just watching Dark Knight again for the heck of it, and we're going to talk about it. Um, well, we could, do, we could do a commentary episode. We haven't done that. Oh, you are a genius. You are a genius. I love uh, you. Okay. Fact, I'm gonna. I'm gonna... <laughs> plug because i am doing a video podcast with my friend uh sage over at phantom empire uh-huh. we're doing a, a program called sequels and shots and i'm pretty sure the dark knight is going to be our next discussion on that podcast as well let's just be honest that's the only reason you started that podcast with him is to to be able to, to talk about the dark knight at least to one talk more about time. to talk about the dark knight and to drink alcohol on purpose <laughs> fair enough yeah. Um, Instead of on accident. <laughs> Oops, I took a shot again. Oopsie. Oopsie. I've been there. <laughs> Oops, I'm drunk again. Oops. Whoops, I'm I blacked drunk out again. again. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, you have blacked out before, and on wine, no less. <laughs> it takes it takes a good bottle and a half to, but yes, I have. <laughs> it's happened. Yeah. I'm just saying. Oh, man, that's fun. Okay, so Honorable Mention, The Dark Knight. What have you got for your number six, man? Well, okay, one more Honorable Mention, and I'm not sure which one. I'm just, I guess I can just go with all of them. Lord of the Rings was mm, okay. a lot of fun, especially because okay. Jake wasn't even, like, a full host at that point. But you came on to kind of, you know, help us through that at least once yep. or twice, and then your brother <laughs> made this <laughs> amazing Gollum theme, which, you know, a uh, little voiceover that I continued to use through our Hobbit episodes, which was just yep. so great. So that was that was just a lot of fun. Yeah, those movies are long, and uh, yeah, it, it was it was it was a lot. But uh, you know, sitting down and actually watching all three of them, and just just to say that I did actually watch them because uh, you know how I am with movies. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was a lot of great memories there. So my number six is a movie that. I'll be honest, it's not a movie that I ever sought out. It's not a movie that I ever really saw myself watching that I I really wanted to watch. But this show made made my opinion differently, and that is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, um, that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that discussion. I, I really loved the movie like more than I thought I would. And I loved all the music. I loved editing that one because it was great and using all those tunes. And then, uh, like, halfway through it, I think I had to go or something like that. And then Katie Horn dropped by. And, of course, she's a massive fan of it. So she just made the discussion all the more great because of her enthusiasm about it. So uh, I remember that vividly as, as one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. Um, as a and, and I guess it qualifies as a movie, right? It's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep, it's a movie. All right, all right. I, I did it. I, I almost put some other things on there. I'm like, nope, nope, keeping it to movies because th- there's some other things too. Like, I'm just going to throw this out there. Stranger Things, one of my favorites. It's not a movie, but it's 
it's always been fun to talk about that. So, uh, um, number five for me is I'm not sure which one to be honest to put on here. I'm just saying Aladdin because nope. <laughs> I enjoyed rewatching the '92 version. I really enjoyed watching the new version. I've since watched it again. I showed it to my family; they liked it. Um, I just enjoyed the whole, you know, approach to that and getting to watch both those movies back to back and uh, enjoy them and compare them. And the fact that, like, me and you, Zach, were like apparently like, on the same team when it came to that movie. Like, I expected you to hate it for just some reason. I don't know why. I expected a lot of people to hate it, but we didn't. I, I, I just sipped that haterade, boy. Apparently. <laughs> I kind of expected to hate it, but the more I thought about it, I'm like, I this movie is actually pretty good. <laughs> I like mm-hmm. this. So uh, that was a lot of fun. Being happy and enjoying something and talking about it with someone else that enjoys it, it's always a lot of fun. Um, and yes. number four for me goes back to, I just realized going back through the archives, this is a two-parter. We took two episodes. This was a massive thing. This was a massive movie back in the day. Captain America Civil War. This was a huge movie. I was so hyped for this movie, and it so lived up to it. And we did two episodes back-to-back on it with different guests for it, basically kind of a precursor to Endgame Pod. Um, and it was amazing. Like, I can't remember who was on it. Maybe It may have – I'm sure it was probably all three of us plus, like, a bunch of other people. But, like, yeah, so amazing, so awesome. Still love going back to the oh. movie and – you know, discussing it ending. And I remember lead up to it. I remember being on the show with Dominic Jones and, and we were like discussing our Deadpool, like who we thought was going to die. And then no one died. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, that was a lot of fun. So that's, that's my six, five, four. This is really throwing me off because I feel like I should be like, I'm not, I'm not supposed to be halfway through. I've mentioned three things already. And then I'm halfway through my list. What is going on here? Oh, by the way, it's number six six things. (laughs) Right. (sighs) Right. Well, we were trying to expedite things because we do have a discussion on this final arc of Star Wars, the Clone Wars, that's going to be happening this evening oh, as yeah. well. And so we've we've got we've got a lot of, of different stuff to be talking about this evening. But in the midst of all that, we're going to be giving stuff away. So a reminder to anybody that's still with us to use our social media platforms, to use the Channel 1138 chat, to use the Facebook Live chat, and use the hashtag BBQWatch which is our IPC hashtag in order to enter yourself for a chance to win some free stuff later on in the program. We've got a couple of surprise drawings that we're going to do. We've got a really randomized way to go about doing it, but there's only three confirmed people that have uh, entered their names into the ring so far. So you still got a chance and a really good chance to uh, enter yourself into this. It does not give you multiple entries if you use the hashtag multiple times, but it does verify to me anyways that uh, that you've gone ahead and, and put your name out there. And since there's multiple drawings, you have multiple chances to win stuff. So it'll all work out. So on to my honorable mentions and 654, correct? Yo. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, 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 cool. Also, I want to do a Brooklyn Nine-Nine podcast. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I need to add Brooklyn Nine-Nine to my list of of uh, sitcoms that I want to talk about. I could do like a whole sitcom podcast where I do episodes of Seinfeld, Parks and Recreation, The Office, Friends. And now I want to add Brooklyn Nine-Nine to that list. I'd listen. I digress. Um if only I had the money for it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So it's always uh, the problem. Here, here's my honorable mention, and I only mention this because it's become our thing over the last year or so. Pretty much every episode of IPC, we end up talking about this one particular movie because it's just that awful. <laughs> we, we actually talked about it on our extension program that was very short-lived called R.I.P.C., which is like an R-rated IPC. where we can Hey, just it go... still lives, man. It's going to come back one day. It's still there. We may revive it yet. It still exists. We still got the logo for it, thanks to Jake. So uh, hey. we, we, still, we still have it. Um, I, but it's this movie that I found with my sister. I think it was on Netflix. We were tired. It was really late at night. We didn't know what to watch. We saw the promo art for it, and it looked cool. And it, it, it turned out to be just god-awful. <laughs> it was terrible. But I got the guys from Channel 1138 to watch it with me when we were doing our, um, our get-together for The Last Jedi. And uh, so we watched it in, like, 2018 together. And we've watched it on and off or talked about it on and off for you know an endless amount of time ever since then it's this movie called zombies you guessed it right jeff yeah uh-huh. he says i'll never forget walking into zach's house and seeing everyone dominic ben and zach shell-shocked because of zombies by the way that's the first time we ever met jeff was yeah. right then and yeah. we had just seen zombies oh yep. my god <laughs> Yeah, yeah, poor Jeff. We we didn't give a very good first impression, unfortunately. And Jeff is uh, like, my God, should I just go back and go you know, home? What have right, I what have I gotten myself into? Myself. Yeah, but it it's it's this movie called Zombies, and it's basically like Jurassic Park meets the zoo meets the undead, and it was it was it's, crazy. it's been a favorite of mine for a while. Um, and I completely agree. That is that is a fun movie to talk about. <laughs> It's a fun so movie good. to drink to as well. I'll put it that way. I think, I, <laughs> oh, I think I've watched it a grand total of four times. I watched it with you guys in 2017. It's not, It wasn't 2018. It was almost 2018. I watched it with you guys in 2018. I watched it with my sister. I watched it again when I was co-host of the Fandom Fraternity, and we wanted to talk about trashy movies on that podcast, and we ended up having to watch it in order to be able to discuss it then. And then I showed it to my parents a few months ago. Oh and my, gosh. my dad looked at me and said, so are you going to pay me back for the hour and a half of my life that I just wasted? <laughs> <laughs> I love your dad because that's the right response. It, it totally was. <laughs> it totally was. Um, but it, it was it was a trashy movie, but it's one that we always end up talking about here on the program. So I felt it appropriate to, to give it another shout out here in my honorable mentions. So Zombies is my honorable mention. My number six is actually Aquaman. Oh. I really, really enjoyed Aquaman, and I feel like it is the second best DCEU movie to date, or just DC Comics type movie in general. I um, disagree. It, it is a fantastic movie. Great graphics, great acting, great story arc. Tim Morrison is in it, and he's going to be in The Mandalorian Season 2, apparently. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. When that news broke, I was like, is this for real? I couldn't believe it. I, I've been waiting for that for so long. So we're getting we're getting him, and we're getting 
uh, Ahsoka apparently in this season. I wonder who else we're going to end up getting in this season. Like it's it's going to be like a Rebels Clone Wars reunion because some people are speculating that Morrison could end up playing Rex as well. Like that'd be interesting. Why not both? Why not both? It would be interesting. I I don't know. That would be kind of cool. Um, but yeah, Aquaman. It would be my number six. I I love superheroes and I love. Uh, aquatic creatures i wanted to be a marine biology major when i was younger so it's like the best of all my worlds so aquaman at number six um number five is going to be infinity pod it was the precursor to endgame pod i felt a little bit i guess this is just me personally i was sad that i didn't get to be part of both parts of endgame pod because of my schedule and so Infinity Pod was was more endearing to me because I got to be a part of the entire conversation. It was very free flowing. Everybody had ideas. Everybody was bouncing different theories and stuff off of each other. We had just witnessed so much in one movie. So many actors, so many great sequences. The bad guy wins. Like we had so much happening to us in such a short amount of time and we spent hours trying to process it. And so I had a really, really fun time on Infinity Pod, uh, just going back and, and looking at the stuff that happened during Infinity War. And then if I, if it's really, really hard once you get inside that top five, you're like, Ugh, I don't know, I don't know. But this, this is this is not just my favorite reviews, but also my favorite movies that we've talked about on this show. And this movie, to this day. I want to say four years later, four years later to this day, and actually probably for the rest of my life now that I think about it, it's the only movie that I ever watched seven times in the span of seven days. Wow. That's a lot. The only movie. The only movie. There have been a lot of movies that I have loved, that I have enjoyed, but I get burned out on them, and I don't want to watch them that often. I realized that this movie wasn't going to be in the theaters for very long and i wanted to make the most of every opportunity i had to see it and i watched it several times out of town i watched it several times in town i watched it with people from church i watched it with family i watched it with friends i watched it with just about anybody that would go and watch it with me and that would be rogue one a star wars story Mm. yes i adore the final 30 minutes of that film it is like cinematic ecstasy it's perfect it, it is it is absolutely brilliant and i knew that i wasn't going to always get to see it and so i very much made the most of everything uh that i could with that uh with that film so that is my honorable mentions and my 654 zombies aquaman infinity pod which is infinity war and rogue one so now we're on to our top three We'll go around the horn going three, 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 and then we'll go two, 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 and then talk about our ones. Mr. Damon, you are up. All right. So my number three, uh, Ben had mentioned already, and that is the Fellowship of the Rings specifically. I Well, I can't remember if my uh, – I know I was on for – I think all of them. I can't remember if my brother was on just for fellowship or for all three, but I think I definitely know he was on there for fellowship of the ring. Um, and, uh, I just, I remember having a really good time with that. I remember my brother being really happy that, uh, 
I had asked him to come on with me and uh, he had a chance to do his Gollum impression. That was awesome. Um, that's always been one of his staple, uh, you know, party tricks. He likes to pull that out every time he every chance he gets, you know, and he's really good at it. Um, but it was just really fun talking about Lord of the Rings. That is that is one of my absolute favorite franchises ever it's one of my favorite stories ever and uh just one of the best movies ever i i have a huge soft spot for uh fellowship of the ring out of all of the three of them anyway i would say that's probably my favorite one just because of how well it sets up that world and i just i love everything about fellowship of the ring um but they're all perfect in their own right for sure but it was just it was really cool and a very uh special experience to be able to talk about it with my brother who that's definitely his favorite franchise of all time so that is my number three that's great yeah love love i i, I have such fond memories of those movies and also talking about them and, and to me like these things are intertwined like i think in the movie i'm like oh yeah that was an awesome episode of ipc that was a lot of fun or mm -hmm. you know that was an awesome episode of ipc that was a fun movie too like yeah it, 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 oh totally just jumbles in my mind as just these great memories and, and that's honestly the best thing about this show is all the memories and all the things we get to talk about and uh it's just been an amazing ride so far so i'll just say this thanks guys for listening and making this possible and uh thanks for six years and uh speaking of numbers my number what is it three now we're on to three, three. I, I, can I, I, I can count i can count i can count you I can, can also I can also I can hear, hear myself. Oh, me too. How did, that, how did that happen? I thought it was me, but apparently it's not me. Now I don't hear myself, so that's a good thing. Yeah, I think it stopped now. Interesting. That came out of nowhere. I may have to look into that. That is unfortunate. Don't Technical know. Technical difficulties? As long as it doesn't work, I'll just start this sentence over. We'll be good. I was, I was, going, I was tripping over my words anyway. You were bringing in your number three. So my number three, um, you mentioned it earlier, Zach, and you were referencing uh, Avengers Infinity War, which was a great Infinity Pod was wonderful. Um, and uh, I would mention that one, but I won't because I got Avengers Endgame. Endgame Pod, I think, was a heck of a lot of fun. I loved all the different voices. Yes, we got split up into two different calls. That kind of sucked not getting to talk to everyone on the call, but I think the end product I was really proud of, and just the movie. I mean, the movie was phenomenal, and I still that's that's one more movie I will you know that that could be on my movies I never say no to list. That Endgame is is up there on my Marvel movie lists, and I uh, loved everyone's input and you know getting to put all that together and edit that for you guys. And I think it was a very unique podcast having two different little round tables, um, very efficiently done. So uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, on to your num uh, number three, Zach, I believe. We're on to my number three, yes. Um, my number three is, is one that uh, has been touched on a little bit uh, so far. I believe it was Jake's number four. And then it was an honorable mention for you, Ben. And that's going to mm -hmm. be The Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I love this movie in general. But I think one of the things that I love even more is that we've gone over 280 episodes and The Dark Knight, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe The Dark Knight is the only one that we have actually gone back and re-discussed. I believe you're right. 
We well, have, okay, we okay. There stuff. is the Star Wars movies. Those are. I I feel like those don't even count. But we only talked about each one of those one time back in 2015. Or are you talking about when we did it again for Episode Nine? Right. We did. We kind of okay. did a revisited thing. Yeah. But like I said, yeah. I don't even count those because like right. we just did that as a big long arc. We specifically were like. We need to watch and discuss The Dark Knight again because we want to. So uh, right. it was a special thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, that, that, that's, that's, that's the special thing about The Dark Knight for me is, like, I missed the first one, and I was really bummed that I missed the first one. And so getting to actually, um, getting to actually uh, talk about it on the show, getting to... Uh, getting to be a part of it again, it was it was really awesome, and the fact that you guys were willing to go back through it again for my sake was also really touching. And so, like it was it was cool that we we touched on it, you know, all those years ago, and then we revisited the revisit. And Open I think we safety. talked about it on that episode, but that's probably one of the very few movies out there that is worthy of that much discussion. You know, there's just so much depth to that film. There are so many things to discuss that it's worth all that extra attention that we gave it. But I think it's also a testament to our program that we've done almost 300 episodes and we've almost never repeated ourselves. Maybe we'll talk about a new season of The 100. We'll talk about a new season of Stranger Things. We'll talk about a new season of The Clone Wars. But we don't ever like circle back through and be like, did we talk about that? I don't know if we talked about that. Did we talk about that? Like (laughs) we, we just have so much content out there and still so much left to discuss that we never waste our time. And Mm -hmm. even then we did go back and talk about the dark Knight. I never considered that a waste of time. No, no, it's, uh, it's just things. Like I said, I have no qualms. We could do it next week. I'd be like, okay, I'm game. Let's do it. <laughs> I don't care. I don't Same. even care. That movie is so good. I like. I just go back. Like the other day, I was just like thinking about the the airplane scene in Hong Kong, where he goes and gets that the wherever his name is out of that building. Like that's an incredible sequence. Mm-hmm. Like he breaks into the building and then he sends up the balloon and he catches him. Like it's just. It's crazy awesome, and it's and it's Batman in freaking China. Like, that's crazy. Operation Skyhook. So good. All right, Um. so we are on the second ones, I believe? We yes. are. And Mr. Damon's up first. All righty. My number two is none other than Infinity Pod. And I say this because of something Zach said. And I, I do believe I was on You You were saying this was a was this a two part or two or is this just one episode? I think it was just. Ah. Yeah. OK. Maybe it's the yeah. Civil War one that was two parter because I think I was I was here for this one. If not, I definitely listened to it. Uh, once or twice. You know, it's funny. But... It's funny. Really quick, I just want to say, Infinity Pod. I remember. I, I think what the deal was. I have no memory of that thing because I wasn't on it. Really? I don't think I, I made that episode. I could have sworn to... that you were on for that one. Did there I was really a... put something on my list that was like exclusive to me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Like, there's a reason why that didn't like come up in my memory as like one that I really, you know, I I listened to it obviously. But like it yeah. didn't stick in my mind. Well, I remember to the, look this up. The big ones were Infinity Pods, Civil War, or Civil War, 
pod infinity pod and endgame pod and i wasn't i don't think i was there for endgame pod but i think i was there for the other two but if not i definitely remember listening to it but for for what it's worth infinity pod is my second uh favorite discussion on here just because of what zach said before about the just the discussion surrounding what i mean not only the quality of the movie was fantastic but just talking with your friends about what could happen what you want to see happen what you hope doesn't happen in the speculation that is so fun and it's 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 one of the best parts of talking about these movies and shows and things that we're all into is that you can bond over over what could happen and uh let your imagination go wild you know and that's i think that's part of why movies are so cool is because uh, you know it 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 makes it makes it possible for you as a fan to to think about what is possible and and that right there is just all worth it and uh i think that in doing it in podcast form with several several other people is just such a great way to do that and it's something that i think i take for granted because i i've been part of these discussions and groups on podcasts for uh you know so many years now and a lot of people don't get to do that you know maybe they're in situations where they you know their family's not really into it whatever and they don't have that many people to talk to it about i know that being online offers uh a lot of chances for you to do that like you know on on facebook or twitter or whatever but when you can actually do it with and hear each other's voices and uh have other people listen to your discussion that is a blast and i am thinking about it now don't ever want to take that for granted again infinity pod is definitely uh number two for me that's a great choice and also really quick I quote from the official description of Infinity Pod. The IPC's own Zach Arnold is joined by Chris Seeker from the Star Wars Underworld, Sage and McMahon from Star Wars Wastelands, Jeffrey White from the Backyard Watch Podcast, along with Katie Horn and Jake Damon, and no, yes. Ben Hart. Oh, I swear I could re- I remember it. I was on. See, end I was game, on. End game with no Ben Hart instead of Ben Hart with no E. And see, here's <laughs> the thing. There was another episode. We did two episodes on that. One Infinity Pod and one with just me and Zach talking about it. Uh-oh. So that was the whole thing. So okay. I was not on Infinity Pod. That's why I don't remember it. Even though it was a really good episode. <laughs> <laughs> that explains a- it really explains a lot. And I feel mm-hmm. terrible. <laughs> no, no, don't feel deliberate because you realize I picked Endgame Pod, which really I wasn't on with you. <laughs> we're even. We're even. All right, we're even. Um, do I have my number two now, I guess? Yes, yes sir. sir. Okay, so this Jake, is you one. you owe me a Coke, Jake. You owe me a Pepsi. What? <laughs> Why would anybody that, want that? That's my counter jinx. Oh, God. No, Why would anybody start? want a Pepsi on purpose? Listen, I have brand loyalty to Coke, but I believe Pepsi tastes better. That's where I'm going to leave that. Can you knuckleheads knock it off? Jeez. <laughs> yes, mother. Sorry. You're welcome. Okay, so number two for me is one that I have very fond memories of. And what's interesting is I just recently went back and watched this movie you know, with my family because I don't think they had seen it like in a very long time and I hadn't seen it since I did this episode and uh, it's a classic and it's probably one of my favorite movies of all time Back to the Future 
that especially yeah. that first one is amazing. I had so much fun talking about it. I had so much fun watching it because that was my first time ever seeing any of those movies, and that was really just a blast to go back and do that. Um, so I, I I go always scroll past that one in the feeds and like that. I'm like that was that was a lot of fun. That was that good. that is one of those movies that I wish that I could go back and watch for the first time again. I wish like I could get amnesia just so I could experience watching it for the first time again because it's so <laughs> fun. It's so fun. That whole trilogy is is super fun. But that Back to the Future, the first one. I I think is a perfect movie. Like I put it up there with the likes of Jurassic Park and and uh, Empire and all all those perfect movies that you think about. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Well, it's uh, it, it's always fun when you have to you have the podcast as your excuse to uh to watch a movie. Like mm-hmm. for me, I really I really hadn't gotten around to watching Back to the Future. It's not like I, I felt like I was super missing out. And then when we were like, okay, we're going to talk about it. I was like, okay, now I've got it on DVD. Now I've got a reason to watch it. And I've had that experience several times over with this podcast where, where it's like, uh, I don't know if I'm going to get around to watching this or, oh, I haven't seen this movie in a couple of years, but now I'm watching it for research purposes. <laughs> I, like I did that with Pirates of the Caribbean. I did that with Back to the Future. I did that with Indiana Jones all those years ago. Like, I I don't think I've seen Indiana Jones in over a year, and I need to fix that. So uh, yeah. watch. I watched Last Crusade the other night. It's fantastic. I think that's a perfect movie too. <laughs> I I I ashamedly admit to that. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna rectify. You that. better darn well. You you better darn well have some shame about that. <laughs> Pretty, pretty, pretty soon. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and rectify that because I'm out for the summer, so I've got, I've got opportunities now to, to go and do stuff. By the way, I switched schools. I don't know if you guys knew about that. No. Uh, I'm not on my local campus anymore. I'm doing remote learning, and uh, I haven't taken an online class in like five years. And this one is eight weeks long instead of the traditional 16 weeks long. So wow. same amount of content, half the amount of time. And your boy still got himself an A. Nice. <laughs> that, that is, you should be proud. So, yeah, getting a little pat myself on the back just a little bit there. But um, it was, it, it, I've got the opportunity now that the summer's out to be able to watch more stuff. So, um. Uh, I, I, let me let me let me let me recalibrate here for a second because I'm, I'm I'm done being prideful and I gotta I gotta get back to what I was supposed to be talking about, which is having a reason to watch stuff. And I don't think I needed a reason to watch my my number two selection, but here's something for you guys to think about. IPC has been around so long that we actually reviewed this movie right after it came out in theaters. Mm. This is this is one of those movies that we ended up talking about directly after, and we actually put it to a vote. We put this movie up against a couple of other movies to a vote, and you guys voted for us to talk about this film. And it has turned into one of my top five movies I will never say no to. So I got a lot of... I got a lot of really, really great experiences with this movie, and I am talking about the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Ooh, wow. 
Guardians came out in the summer of 2014. Summer of wow. 2014. And IPC was founded in early May of 2014. So IPC had been around for a very, very select few episodes up until that point. And we had three movies that came out around that time. And we put it to a vote, and you all voted for us to talk about Guardians. We had Guardians of the Galaxy, X-Men Days of Future Past, and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Wow. Those, those were the three movies that we put out there, and you all voted for Guardians. And I remember the way we revealed what our movie discussion was. I said, hit it, Ben, and the chorus to Blue Sweets Hooked on a Feeling started playing. <laughs> I have no memory wow. of this. Wow. I was like, you voted, we answered, here's what you guys selected. Hit it. And then we went into the discussion, and I was like, yay! I was so happy about that. That but, is awesome. I mean, it's one of my top five movies of all time. I will never, ever say no to watching Guardians of the Galaxy. And I just, I had fun... Uh, with that being one of the first, you know, blockbuster films that we talked about on the show, I had I had fun discussing that movie. I've had fun reminiscing about that movie and watching as the Guardians grow and develop the appearances that they've made, like in Infinity War and Endgame. The fact that they've got a second movie, the fact that they've got a third movie that's going to be made eventually, like it's just it's it's a very cool time to to be a fan of the guardians of the galaxy. And uh, we were one of the first fans because we were one of the first podcasts to talk about it as soon as it released. Yeah. Wow. That was so yeah. much fun. And that was so long ago. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast episode of the, of uh, inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum. I don't know if you've heard that podcast, that but he's the actor who played Lex Luthor. That's um, great. Great show. I love that show. Yeah, it's great. I, I actually just stumbled across it not too long ago, a couple months ago, and I've just been binging the episodes. And uh, I listened to the one with James Gunn because he's friends with James Gunn, and uh, it was very interesting hearing the whole story about how that that movie didn't, you know, almost didn't get made. It just sounded too crazy at the beginning, and how the whole car ride home from the pitch meeting james gunn just started thinking about like wait a second this could work if i did this and this and rocket could work if i did it in this way and stuff so that movie almost didn't happen and now it's one of zach's top five movies he'll never say no to that's crazy that's one of the best i think that's one of the best podcasts i've ever heard is that mm. james gunn interview like go yeah. back it's, it's from several years ago but like go back and listen to it if you ever get a chance because it's great and you get some really great insight and just like it's just another story of like this movie almost didn't happen. Like this instant classic groundbreaking movie almost did not happen. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, we almost, we almost didn't get the third one either, <laughs> but it's happening. <laughs> Thank God. And James Gunn is back um, mm -hmm. and doing more in suicide squad or whatever. But yeah, he's a brilliant guy. Yeah. Um, what's next? I have no I, idea where we're going from I, here. I think, I think we're at our number ones, man. I oh, think, we are. Whoa. I think we're up to. I think we're up to the number one top favorite uh, piece of IPC lore that, uh, that that we've done over the last what six years? Six years. Mm -hmm. Six. That's still a crazy thing to say. Six years. So that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, I guess it's my turn for my number one. Yeah. My 
number one, ladies and gentlemen, is The Lion King. 20, what was it? 2018? 2019? 2019. I don't remember. 2019, yeah. It's all a blur. This whole past few years have been a complete blur. It only happened last year. That atrocity only hit our faces last year. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. Okay. And this is, I put this as my number one because it's interesting to me for a few reasons. Number one, I was, when the cast was announced for this, the whole idea that they were doing like a, a, you know, not live action, but a, a realistically animated, I'm going to call it, version of uh, of The Lion King, a la The Jungle Book, you know, bringing John Favreau back as director, this entire voice cast, which sounded absolutely perfect on paper. All of this, all of these things seemed like the perfect storm for what could be, you know, one of the best Disney movies, if not one of the best movies ever made and uh because you know the original lion king is an absolute classic that one's one of the best movies ever made one of the best animated movies ever made i love the lion king could not Um, fail, right you could think it couldn't possibly fail couldn't possibly fail what could go wrong and it you know i watched it i watched it in the movie theater me and my brother went to go see the lion king and i i couldn't even put into words right off the bat what i felt was wrong with it. There was just so many things that should have worked that didn't to me. Um, but the, the biggest one obviously is like the, the emoting that was such a detriment to the the film because in the original, you know, you've got cartoons with very, uh, you know, eyes and facial expressions that are, are easy to emote. And these guys just seemed like, you know, this version just seemed like, you know, animals walking around with, with, CG animated mouths moving and it just did not have the same effect. And I wasn't expecting to feel that way when I watched it. So when I came on the episode to talk about uh, the Lion King, I, it was interesting finding a way to articulate why I didn't like it and why I was so disappointed by it. And uh, you know, it's not the quality of the movie. Like the, if, if you look at it and it's totally silent, no audio whatsoever, it could be interesting to watch, you know, uh, possibly could get just to David look at. We could get David Attenborough to narrate it for us. Yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs> you know, it's something. See like special. Yeah, exactly. And and the thing with the dialogue is they decided to do it, you know, more or less verbatim. They, they made some changes here and there. But when you have heard, you know, Timon saying, uh, something for so many years in your head, you know exactly how it's said. And then all of a sudden you've got a completely different voice actor, uh, you know, Billy Eichner saying it, it just sounds weird. It just sounds off and, you know, little things like that just kind of build it up towards what I felt like was a big disappointment. And um, I think I look at it as a good experiment. I mean, I'm, I'm launching into a review of the movie again, but basically I had a good time talking about it uh, because it was a movie that I, I had to talk about negatively. I had to be honest about my feelings about it and, uh, you know, articulate why I didn't like it. So that's, that's one I remember fondly, I guess, if I can say that. I think, I think my, my own opinions can be summed up with my, my uh, social media posts, if you go back through like the last six months, which I don't recommend doing because there's a lot no, of garbage in there. Please don't do that. Don't but, last six six months of social media. Please don't. No. But <laughs> but if you do and you will look and see that I posted my top movies of 2019 
and at the bottom of that list is is Lion King. Like it's my least favorite movie of 2019. But when it came around to Oscar season, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna put what movies I think deserve an Oscar. I put Lion King up for visual effects mm-hmm. because for and sure. it did not win, but I still think it should have won because it was an amazing feat of, you know, animation and CGI. Um, but yes. it was just this, it was this mixed bag of like, wow, this looks amazing. That's kind of the problem. It looks too amazing. Like it's it's it's, it's maybe the story right. isn't meant for this. Maybe maybe this is not the way to go with it. It's just such a I don't know. It was such a I love John Favreau. I still love John Favreau. I think he did the best yes. he could with what he was given, but it was the wrong approach. Well, well yeah. Did y'all, did y'all well, see the, who was it? The Golden Globes actually like submitted it as a candidate for best animated feature. That was hilarious. Wow. Well, yeah, I I won't, you know, I won't begrudge the fact that it is for sure beautiful to look at. It's, it's, you know, they, they nailed that part of it. It looks like a national geographic documentary, you know? Um, But, you know, like you said, it's a mixed bag and I think it's a prime example of like expectation and, and you getting your hopes up for something versus what you actually get and how oftentimes things just can't really live up to what you hope it's going to be. And therefore you're more disappointed. And it, it, it was part of what is teaching me, you know, I'm, uh, I'm learning this as I go on that if you keep your expectations low, you're you're less likely to be disappointed. So that's where I leave that. True words have never been spoken. It's fair. And and it, what's funny is we're getting a lot of comments on our, on our live feed. Um, people like Kenny, who finally joined us. Uh, welcome to the feed, Kenny. Thanks for celebrating six years with us. Kenny's been around pretty much since year one. So we got to give a shout out to him. He's been with us since the beginning of all of this. Uh, he said that he saw it recently on Disney plus and did not enjoy it thinks the animated version is the best version dan grievous i despise the 2019 lion king <laughs> Steven there Shim you go dan says we forgave john favreau soon afterward damn straight <laughs> hashtag the mandalorian hashtag mando yeah speaking oh of hashtag, speaking of hashtag remember to use hashtag bbq watch which is the official ipc hashtag if you're using it anywhere on tonight's platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Channel 1138's chat, the Facebook live uh, stream chat, use that anywhere or share the post like Joey Mays did. Do something with that hashtag and you are entered for the first drawing for free stuff. We've got four confirmed entries right now. Would like to get a couple more of those before we get to the first drawing. So remember, hashtag bbq watch and that's going to be a segment at the end of the program too so be sure to stick around for that but we're on to my number one selection now are we not i think been a long time coming apparently no wait ben did you give yours or were we still on king i come before you don't i you do you you yeah age before beauty oh boy (laughs) oh boy well, well, I'm just going to ignore that comment and uh, carry on and say that my number one is is one that I really enjoyed discussing and I really enjoyed watching. And it, it was a really special one because of the fact that it was one of the first, if it was actually the first 
in-person, like full-on podcast I'd ever done, especially with four people. And it was in this room, actually, right where I'm sitting right now. Um, and it was just a couple of days after we had first seen The Force Awakens. And that that was one of the longest podcasts and one of the most fun podcasts. Hours. It was hours. amazing. We started it at like eight o'clock, didn't we? And we went till like midnight. A yeah, yeah. Four hour long discussion about a movie that's just over two hours. Insane, insane. And it was so much fun. Like it, it, it flew by. And uh, we recorded that thing, and it was just amazing. And it was, you know, one of the last nights we had together before we had all had to kind of split up because at that point, I was leaving town. You guys were going back to where you came from, and it was crazy. But, like, that night was just a thrill. And, you know, I mean, Force Awakens still one of my favorite movies, one of my favorite Star Wars movies. So, uh, you know, that in of and of itself, and just on the high of Star Wars was back and all this kind of stuff, it was crazy. And uh, that was things. So that, The Force Awakens, and that big gargantuan show of it is my number one. That's a good selection, man. I almost put it on mine. I had to pick something Star Wars. Like, I knew that I had to pick something Star Wars, and I went with Rogue One instead. Um, not because I had any any bad experiences in Mississippi, but just because of the movie combined with the experience. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. I, I saw The Force Awakens probably four or five times, but I saw Rogue One like seven times in seven days. So um, that that's really the only reason why I didn't make it. But it was like in my five or six early in the list making, and then it got bumped for a couple other things. Um, but dude, four hours. I remember all of us like getting synchronized to be able to say hashtag BBQ watch at the end of the episode. Um, I remember how when somebody had an idea, like we would kind of wave at them a little bit and be like, I want to say something. And like, that's not something you can do on like an episode, like what we're doing right now. We're all in three different States. We're doing the, the three, three different, two different time zones, like just all over the place. And so, um, like being able to be able to do that stuff in person, being able to like vibe off of the feelings everybody else has got in the room, being able to, like sense when somebody's trailing off and when somebody has an opportunity to pick things back up and keep it rolling. Like in-person podcasting is a totally different animal and it's so much fun. And that was the first time I'd ever gotten to do something like that. I was almost late to the premiere, but um, it was, it was still a, a heck of an experience because we watched it back to back times that night. And then we watched it in 3d in the next state over and then we saw it again, and then we talked about it for hours on end. Steven Schinder in the chat says, IPC transcends time. Damn right, man. <laughs> Dan Grievance is about to sign off for the night, but I promised him that if he won anything, we would send him a private message. But he's listening all the way in Bulgaria. We wow. we will find you. We will find you. Not not physically, because I'm not. I can't really. It's not. It's kind of hard to travel. I'm not really planning on going to Bulgaria. It's kind of out of my way. But uh, we will find you, Dan, if you win, or anyone else listening. So don't don't do not fear. May the tickies be with all of them and you lovely people talking on the show. Sorry for leaving, but it is 5:30 a.m. here, and I do not want to seem rude or inconsiderate. Wow. Do, you stayed up. 
You didn't wake up. You stayed up until 5.30 in the morning to, wow. to, to celebrate IPC's sixth birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. One for each year that IPC has been around. Holy crap. That you're amazing, Dan. That is, that is an amazing thing. And he's also a patron as well on top of all that. So he's just super awesome. He is an amazing guy. He's also a sneaky weasel. Oh, is he? That's a a reference only a few people will get. Uh, Celebration reference. Apparently. I got to go to celebration sometime, apparently. (laughs) Uh, Yes, yes, you will be officially initiated into the Sneaky Weasel Club. Okay, okay. I, I think... I think I think I need to be a part of that because Dan just started laughing at the <laughs> chat. <laughs> ah ha ha sneaky weasel. I me and him are the original sneaky weasels. I'm just saying. <laughs> just putting that out there. Oh, gosh. What have uh, I gotten myself into? <laughs> you have no idea. You have no idea. Oh. Let's just say lots of interesting things are said when you are half crazy eating like a taco or something. You got at a stand standing in line for like an entire night at Star Wars Celebration. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Dead. Weasel as in Warwick Davis, says Stephen. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I want to know. I won't be answering any more questions. Tonight. Yeah, I was about to say you better start pleading the fifth, and then just let it turn into a Fight Club kind of thing. Nobody, nobody, nobody talks about this. Um, let's let's go ahead and talk about my number one, so we can we can get onto our actual discussion topic of the evening. We've been talking about these top sixes for like an hour now, <laughs> and we got other stuff to talk about too. Um, my number one should come as no surprise to anybody who knows me. Uh, it should not come as a surprise to anybody who has listened to this podcast for any amount of time because this was one of our first big things. This was probably like the first thing that actually put IPC on the map, in my opinion. This is this is one of the things that kind of became like a, a trademark segment, a trademark element for this show. And thank God they rebooted the franchise because then we got to continue – this element throughout the course of the last few years. My number one favorite discussion is probably like over the course of six or seven episodes that we've had here on the program, but I'll just go ahead and say the original one, 1993's Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. Should have seen that one coming. You, You really should have. You really should have because we, we talked about Jurassic Park, the lost world i did a solo episode doing segments from the two books we did jurassic park 3 we did jurassic world we did falling kingdom we did speculation on what's going to be coming next steven schinder you like jurassic park (laughs) (laughs) is the sky blue haha so funny his sarcasm is not lost on me but the cool thing about it was you were able to do like a Photoshop for that series, Ben, and we actually called it the Jurassic Arc. That was one of the was one of the greatest puns in the history. It of was puns. One, it was one of our greatest puns in the inter- intergalactic pun coalition podcast, the Jurassic Arc, and it was like A R C in the Jurassic Park logo and everything, and 
I, oh my gosh, I loved that logo. I loved sharing it and being like, listen to us talk about dinosaurs. I mean, <laughs> we, we connected with a lot of really cool JP fans. We found some Facebook groups that are like talking about it again. Like dinosaurs are cool to talk about again. And I have a feeling that some of our discussion in 2014 helped prepare people for Jurassic World in 2015. Just saying. So I, I just I really loved everything about Jurassic Park, the movie. I love everything about the different discussions we've had about it. I love dinosaurs. And I just I love that that kind of became a thing for us and how it's pretty much still a thing as long as we've got stuff like Battle of Big Rock and Jurassic World Dominion on the horizon. It's still relevant and it's still something that we're going to end up talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good. So good. Well, this was a really good trip down memory lane, guys. I mean, looking at all the different stuff, everything from our crossover pods like The Force Awakens and Infinity War to revisits like The Dark Knight to first-time visits like Guardians of the Galaxy, first-time watches like Nightmare Before Christmas, Back to the Future. Like, this podcast has covered so much and so much of that is described in the essence of what these top sixes are over the last six years. Like, it's just – it's really cool to look at and, and to think about all that we've done and all that we're still going to do in the years to come. Oh, heck yes. Heck yes. So uh, that, that's going to do it for our top six segment. A reminder to use hashtag BBQWatch in the chat or on facebook live or on social media i'm still trying to keep up on facebook twitter instagram all that good stuff if you're using the hashtag you are entered for a drawing and the first drawing is going to be coming up on the other side of this commercial break don't go anywhere you're listening to the ipc podcast on channel 1138 facebook live and Podbean. This is IPC. everything to the clones. Surely you have felt it. The dark side has never been stronger. Every choice you have made has led you to this.
right, everyone, we are back here on the IPDC podcast, and it's time for our first giveaway of the evening. As I mentioned at the top of the show, we're doing two giveaways here on the program. And if you're using hashtag BBQ Watch on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the Channel 1138 chat, or the Facebook Live chat, then you are entered for a chance to win. We have five entrants here for this first giveaway. Each of them have their names on this little roulette wheel app that I've got on my phone. They've got two names. They got they got their name entered twice, and there's ten entrants on the wheel. So our contestants are Joey, Stephen, Jeff, Dan, and Kenny. They have contributed to this first drawing. Whoever wins, they will have their name removed from the wheel, and the remaining entrants will be selected for the next attempt that we're going to have later on in the program. That makes sense? Yes. Makes sense. Okay, so here is the wheel. I don't know if you guys will be able to hear it. I think it has sound effects. And then I will announce the winner and tell them what it is that they've won. Here we go. You guys hear that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it looks like the first winner of the evening... Hey, I didn't know it was going to do that. <laughs> First winner of the evening is da, 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 Mr. Joey Mays. Nice. Woo! Joey Mays, you, sir, have won a $15 iTunes gift card courtesy of the IPC podcast. Nice. Thank you so much for your support of the show all of these years. We appreciate you. You actually contributed barbecue boxes for us last year when we celebrated yeah. five years and had Tom Kane send us a cameo commemorating our five-year anniversary, which was a huge surprise and was super awesome of you. You have been a financial contributor. You have been on the show. You have been in part of the discussions on Twitter and on Facebook and the Peacekeeper Corps. Like, dude, you have been a huge part of what we do. And we appreciate you a lot. So we will be getting in touch with you. Um, I don't know if you're still listening live or not, but you were able to enter at the top of the program. So we are going to reach out to you and get you that gift card over the course of this weekend. I don't have the code with me right now. But uh, Joey Mays, you are the first winner of the evening for free stuff. And you just got yourself a $15 iTunes gift card. So hopefully that sets the precedent for you guys. Now that you know what kind of stuff we're giving away, we still have one more live giveaway that we're doing this evening. And then we're also going to do a giveaway that's going to be happening between now and next episode. So you still have an opportunity to win some more free stuff here on the IPC podcast. Be sure to go find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all using the tag hashtag BBQ watch. Search for the IPC podcast. You can see the logo there on Facebook Live. If you're listening on channel138.com, you know where to find us. So be sure to start using that hashtag because we're going to have another giveaway in a little while. But before we get to that, it's time for the main topic of the evening, fellas. It's, it's time to actually it talk is. about what we set out to talk about. And, Ben, what's really cool about this, but also kind of sad at the same time, is we're talking about the final arc and the final episodes 
of a show that basically helped us formulate IPC in the first place. I know. It's it's crazy. I think it's perfectly summed up by a meme, which I will post later, but I will describe now. And it's the meme of, uh, uh, what's his name, Joe Exotic. And he's saying, I am never going to financially recover from this. And it's got hit. His guts Rex's face pasted over his and says, Me watching the final episode of The Clone Wars, I am never going to emotionally recover from this. Yeah. And I think that perfectly that's, describes that's, that's pretty that's pretty that's pretty accurate. If you if you just like do one of those little blur outs and you, you fix the blurb and it, and it says uh, emotionally rather than financially, then yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. That's yeah. that's pretty accurate. And the, you know, it's it's so funny, like we were talking about entire seasons of this show when we first got started. Like we did a season one discussion, a season two discussion, season three discussion, whatever. Now we're doing story arc discussions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's how deep this show has gotten. And that's how deep our discussions get is we can't be like, Oh yeah, I've watched this arc. Oh yeah. I watched this arc. It's like, Whoa, let's talk about the entire bad batch arc. Let's talk about the entire Ahsoka's walkabout arc. Let's talk about this Siege of Mandalore arc, as it's been called. Although it's probably also appropriately an Order 66 arc or something like that. Like, there's probably a lot of different names we could give it. But, oh my gosh. We we gave some spoiler-filled thoughts over the last couple of weeks, but now it's all out there jake now that you have seen all of it i'm assuming you have seen all of it we're not spoiling it for you are we no i've seen i've definitely seen all of it okay okay that 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 worried me for a second i was like because when we tried to do our our discussion of the phantom apprentice you're like uh, i haven't seen it yet so i was like dead gum it damon Sorry. but now that now that we've all seen all four episodes jake i want you to try and and like Try try and describe this as best you can. What did you make of this Siege of Mandalore arc? Old Friends Not Forgotten, Phantom Apprentice, Shattered, and Victory and Death. Yeah, well, it starts off as kind of a sweet reunion. You know, I mean, I would say a little bit bittersweet um, because you've got, you've got Ahsoka, you've got uh, Obi-Wan, you've got Rex, you've got... Uh, Anakin, you've got these people that you know you started the show with, and you've been following all the way through. You've gotten separated uh, before, you know they, they haven't been there for every little thing, but this is like a a reunion again, and um, it was it was bittersweet because you, like I've said before, you know where this is headed. This is the final arc of the show, and um, you know things aren't going to last as far as. Uh, as far as you know where people's loyalties lie and and things that inevitably happen so you're just kind of bracing yourself for it and um over the next four episodes you see things kind of um fall apart and uh go go down the tubes and um i personally really enjoyed this arc i i really liked it a lot um uh there were some moments in here that I think were some of the most memorable uh, in in the whole show. Um, and then that last episode, man, I I I, uh, I may have shed a tear at the end there. Um, 
and it, I thought it wrapped it up very nicely. It, 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 the word I use to describe it is satisfying, which I've had a couple people laugh at, but I mean it completely. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I, I, I think that's yeah. the perfect word to describe it because it is sad, but it's also it also wraps it up uh, nicely, and um, I think that's that's what I have to say about uh, about the arc, and we can go into more detail. Ben, do you are you are you in concurrence with that, or do you feel a little bit differently? I think well, I think we're pretty much on the same page here. I think this is some of the best Clone Wars. And I know it, it isn't just some of the best Clone Wars. It is the best Clone Wars content we've ever caught. And I've always been the person saying um, Clone Wars is the best thing ever in Star Wars. So. By default, this is the best Star Wars, <laughs> by my logic, and I have no arguments with that. I think this is this is at least some of the best Star Wars movie, and there's a reason why I want the Siege of Mandalore to be edited into a movie because so I can call it my favorite Star Wars movie because it's a freaking movie and it's amazing and it's just I mean it, I I knew it was gonna be amazing I knew it was gonna be you know the you know, the, the ending that we all wanted, but I really did not expect so much, and it just really blew me away. I think it blew a lot of people away in regards to just how perfect this is. I, I, I use perfect loosely. There are some choices. There's some, you know, I do have my qualms with the story. There's there's a few things where, you know, I expected it to go one way, I wanted it to go one way, and it went another a different direction. And I'm still coming to terms with that, but overall, I think... They did a magnificent job of pulling this all together and making this the ending that we all wanted, and and even to the fun, to to the extent that I I think this is actually the perfect ending for the show, and I I think if you added more episodes, as much as I want more episodes, it would take away from this beautiful ending that we get. Um, it leads right into Rebels, it leads right into the rest of the saga, and it's just extremely well done. Um, and maybe we'll we'll get into some some more stuff in regards to the specifics, but uh, you know it's just I, I, as you can see I'm a little tongue tied because I'm still kind of reeling from this. It's just been a few days since I watched this, and I'm still I'm not over it. I am not emotionally recovered from this. A, a few days for you. It's been a few hours for me. I went back and rewatched the entire arc back to back to back to back this afternoon when I got off work. Oh. And that's dangerous. I'm I'm still sitting here like looking back on some of the lines, some of the music, some of the animation, some of the choreography. Like, oh my gosh, there are so many amazing things to take away from this arc. And to, to what, what's funny is I I agree with about ninety nine percent of what you guys are talking about. Though the one percent that that I would disagree with is that I am not as big a fan of the conclusion mostly because I just I'm selfish I still want more I I'm with you I really am I'm with you like there there's there's still threads that feel loose to me there's still stuff that I wish would get tied up there's still some elements that I feel like need to be addressed and it makes me want to fuel the fire for that discussion of a potential miniseries that helps bridge the gap between the end of the Clone Wars and Rebels, just giving it a different title. 
and let us see what happens to Ahsoka before she becomes Fulcrum or as she becomes Fulcrum. Like there's still stuff out there that can be looked at that didn't get looked at that maybe I wish did. And so for all of the amazing things that we get from this arc, particularly the first two episodes, for all of those things that they give, that they provide, I still want more. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't, I can't help it. I still you're, you're, want. You're like Anakin, really, truly. I want more, but I know I shouldn't. Oh no, I, 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 I don't think I shouldn't. I think I should. <laughs> <laughs> or like Ben Solo, more, like, more. Like I'm, I'm in complete <laughs> denial here. I'm not saying I know I shouldn't. I'm saying I definitely should. Like, hello, Dave. You can't just like. You you can't you can't wave the carrot in front of the donkey's face and then yank it away. Like, <laughs> yes, in this case, I am the ass. But <laughs> it's just give me more Clone Wars. Maybe it's because I don't want to openly admit that the series is done. You know, maybe I'm not ready to admit that something that's been a part of me since my sophomore year of high school is now completed. That it's all done. That there's nothing left. I don't want to face that reality. I'm not ready to be at a point where it's like, I, I, I say, okay, it's done. Like I watch that arc over and over. I'm going to watch the arc with my sister. When she finally gets to that point, she's doing a clone wars rewatch right now. And when she gets to that arc, I want to watch it with her and I'm going to experience the heartbreak all over again. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it, that, that ending, that last episode, and especially that final scene, is so heartbreaking. Not just the fact of that it's emotional for the characters and for the story's sake, but it's emotional because I literally grew up with this show. Like I, I was a kid, technically speaking, when I first started watching it, and and it's been such a huge part of my life. It, it was, like I said, it was it's been a huge part of IPC. It, the, the Star Wars Underworld would not exist without it. I would not know so many people because of the show, and it just brought me so much joy. So, like, watching it end, seemingly, for the last time, for the third time, I should say. This is, like, the third time we've had, like, a series finale. Um, so that's that's what makes me believe that, like, is this really the end? Is it really the end? I don't know. Um, I, like I said, I, I'm, I'm trying to be satisfied by this. I'm trying to go, okay, if we get more episodes, I will be very happy, but if not, I'm also going to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's my trying to be healthy response to that because I've had some unhealthy responses to Star Wars in the last few years and I need to fix that. So, uh, you know, and, and we we all have our our weaknesses, and Zach is just giving in. He doesn't care. I, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> I trying to hold no, on I, to some sanity. Don't. I've got like 400 followers on Twitter. I don't give a rat's ass what they think of me. <laughs> like I don't look. I I have 2,000, and I don't care what no, they think you, either. <laughs> you do because you're trying to put out this healthy perspective. I'm just sitting here going, screw it, give me more. I don't care. <laughs> I I want to be as positive as possible, but I also don't want to like. I want to stay true to what I actually think. Like that's, that's where I'm at. And, and I honestly thought like I, I came out of this arc, this last final four episodes here going, I'm going to just be whatever I feel. I'm going to be as honest as possible about it. And, and I really didn't have anything bad to say about it personally, but I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily have anything bad to say as much as, I just the first 
to me, the first three episodes are all like nine to 9.5 out of 10. Mm. And then the final episode was closer to like an eight for me. Okay. And so I guess that's probably why I'm disappointed was there was so much buildup and things just kept progressing. And then it's like we plateaued. Yeah, to me, it felt like we plateaued at the end of Shattered. Mm-hmm. And, and then Victory and Death was like coasting into the finish line. Yeah. And, I, and I wasn't a fan of that. I didn't want to coast. I wanted to stay on the emotional roller coaster. And, and I felt like it was like starting to pump the brakes and take us into the station instead of taking us on one last loop to loop, if I'm going to keep using the roller coaster metaphor. And- well, he, he, here, here's the thing. Here's what happens. We get so much plot and story in the first, you know, two and a half episodes leading up to Order 66. And everything that happens after Order 66 is just mainly a reaction to what happened. Yeah. It, and it's and it's Rex and Ahsoka trying to survive it. And that's the whole thing. Like, you know, it's, it's you know, Kiedi Mundi on the bridge getting shot, except he didn't get shot and, you know, trying to survive it for another day. Right. Like, that's basically what happens to Ahsoka. And so I, I hear what you're saying, especially when you get to the third episode. I really enjoyed the, the, the I should say the fourth episode uh, of Victory and Death. But it... It does. It felt like a bit more. I think someone online may have said this that it felt a lot like it was a bit too much action. Action, mm-hmm. like it was a lot of like really intense action and maybe not enough story. I would have preferred maybe a little more. Like cut a couple minutes of that action back and give us like one ending, like a one final scene that's a little more heavier because the last scene it just keeps going, 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 and it stops, and you get a minute with. Ahsoka and Rex to kind of breathe and then it's over. Yeah. I, it was a bit abrupt, I think. I think a bit too abrupt. It, it it was abrupt, but I don't think that's a bad thing in my opinion. Yeah, I looked at it as like the whole the whole thing with Order 66 and Revenge of the Sith when we saw that for the first time was how abrupt it was. It was just out of nowhere and all of a sudden your friends are your enemies and you are either dying or you're escaping and that's what the whole last episode was about. And that's what the whole show has been building up towards is this just abrupt turnaround. And I think the show, it, I feel like the show, it, it, uh, it came across as more dire and more tragic because we had gotten to know characters like, uh, Cody and, and, uh, Rex and people like this, on a deeper level because we've had seven seasons with them. And, uh, I know, you know, spoilers, Rex doesn't end up going bad, but, but all of these other characters that we've been introduced to in the clone wars, uh, all these clones that have personalities and we've gotten close with are now trying to kill Ahsoka and, and, uh, Obi-Wan and all these, all these other characters. And, it just hits that much harder, I think, in this last episode because of how quickly it happens. And it, it really reminded me of that montage in Revenge of the Sith when Order 66 happens. And it's kind of like zooming in on one of those instances where we see the clones turning on the Jedi and seeing a little bit more in depth what goes on there. And, um, you know, like spending 20 minutes with 
with uh, a group of people that actually get to escape that and what that was like and and uh, just the the intricacies of of the relationship between all of these characters. I mean, you see how Ahsoka reacts. She doesn't want to be the one who kills the clone. She says that right in the episode and she understands the the nature of the situation. She understands that the clones have been her friends for all these years and they can't really control what's going on because of the inhibitor chips and how she treats the clones, even though they tried to kill them uh, when they crash land, she buries them all. And that, that really hit hard, hit home for me, you know? Um, and just moments like that, when you just watch it happen and realize what's going on, it's, I think it packs an emotional punch that, that, the writers are definitely trying to give and i think that's why it succeeds as an episode in my mind okay can i can i make one one sentence counterpoint sure your defense of the abrupt ending was longer than the abrupt ending (laughs) (laughs) i I can't argue with you but (laughs) still still (laughs) i I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. I'll leave it there, I guess. But I can't argue with you either. It's all in good. It's all in good fun, buddy. I love you. I I know. I just I I have a lot to say. Damn. I know. I know. I do too. And and that and that's and that's why I'm I'm trying to take it so lighthearted. Like I get it. I do. Like. Look, this is the third podcast I've been on talking about this particular episode. <laughs> Good. Shout out to High Function, Jeff Jeff White. Go listen to his show um, and also The Clone Wars Strikes Back. But yeah, I mean, we all have so much to say about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we already talked a little bit about some of the previous episodes, so I'm not going to spend as much time on those. But... um. I feel like there are different elements in each episode that stand out to me. And right. you guys you guys you guys can correct me on this if if you feel that it's it's in, inaccurate. But Oh, we'll correct you. Damn well, yeah, we'll correct yeah. you. Like I I'm I'm giving you permission, but you'll do it anyway with or without my permission, honestly. Wow. But I I felt like each episode had something about it that was its strength. Um in Old Friends Not Forgotten, we had some really great battles. The attack on Mandalore, the attack in the in the opening sequence that kind of set the precedent for jetpack troopers on the Siege of Mandalore. There were a couple of really great battles that transpired in Old Friends Not Forgotten. In The Phantom Apprentice, we had a great duel. The, mm-hmm. the, the throne room duel in my opinion, is like a top five duel of all of Star Wars. So good. And part of it is credited to having Ray Park do the motion capture for his character in the animated series. If you watch the side-by-side video, it is fantastic watching that man move around and continue the legacy that he was that he was carrying, like, what, 21 years ago? It's amazing to see what he's still capable of doing. And they were able to bring that to life so incredibly well in that episode. And then in Shattered, we had great movie tie-ins, obviously, with the with the hollow call with the council 
and then the repercussions of Order 66, it ties into Revenge of the Sith perfectly, in my opinion. It, I I watched that side by side of the Hollow Call, and it's so good because they've got all the mannerisms down perfectly. Like everything was absolutely perfect. And when the 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 it wipes, you know, to transition to the next scene, that's when Ahsoka walks in in Clone Wars, and I. I just kept picturing like, oh, can you imagine if Ahsoka was in Revenge of the Sith? How cool would that be? <laughs> that that whole thing. And the fact that it, it does dual purpose of a stat, like showing you, like basically like a deleted scene from Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Like a deleted scene we never knew existed in regards to Exactly. Ahsoka was in that meeting all along. We didn't know it back in 2005, but she was there and she was just off screen and getting the extended version of that and what's going on and the fact that Freaking Darth Maul is back in the game, and 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 Ahsoka's captured him, and all this kind of crazy like, stuff. While Revenge of the Sith is going on, we had no idea that Darth Maul was still a factor in the universe. Mm-hmm. Like, go back, go back in time to 2005 to a theater near you, <laughs> and go and tell someone, "Hey, do you know at the exact moment this movie is happening on Mandalore?" Ahsoka's uh, Anakin Skywalker's former Padawan, former, by the way, is with a bunch of Mandalorians tracking down Darth Maul, who survived and has metal legs, and who wants to team up with her to take down Darth Sidious. Yeah, like, and that person would tell you, "Get lost, you're crazy." Um, I'm sure, um, but. Like, like just it's just the amount of insight. Right, it, it's one of those things where you just keep compounding things. It's like, hey, you know Anakin? Well, he's got a Padawan, and that Padawan actually quits being a Jedi and then comes back and goes and attacks the home planet of Jango Fett's people, even though Jango Fett's not actually from that planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's, there's all these other, like, bunny trail things, but to try and connect it in that manner and in that fashion... You're right. Nobody would have expected that in 2005. Like, people were still freaking out over what they believed to be a Millennium Falcon cameo. Can you imagine if they had, like, <laughs> if, if, they had, if they had known that Darth Maul could have appeared in this movie? Holy crap. <laughs> Even mentioning the name Ahsoka, they'd be like, Ahsoka who? Yeah. Yeah, they, they wouldn't know. You couldn't, you couldn't use the name Ahsoka. See, time travel would be really trippy in the Star Wars universe. I don't know if I even want to get into it, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you do have the world between worlds I was gonna say. that has been introduced. And technically speaking, that time travel there, it works. Um, also, you have George Lucas, who loves to just go back and change things. And I, I have no doubt in my mind that if George was still in charge we would be looking at a special edition version of the Revenge of the Sith oh. that, that got, that either had a cameo from Ahsoka or had someone mentioning I her. Wouldn't mind that. <laughs> I wouldn't mind getting like an extended edition, revised edition, where that hollow call gets put in real life. Oh, that would be great. Would that not be great? Wouldn't wouldn't that be fun? That would, oh man. man. I'm, getting, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. But Great connections to, uh, to to Revenge of the Sith, and then some great quotes as well. This is not our quote of the night, but I do feel like it's a quote that is worth mentioning. Because at the very end of the episode Shattered, I realized this just today, and I don't know if anybody else has caught this. I'm sure they have. I'm sure somebody on the internet has caught this by now. But um, at, the, at the very end, Rex is talking to Ahsoka after he's got the inhibitor chip taken out. 
and he tells her just how serious all this is. And he says, Ahsoka, it's all of us. The entire Grand Army of the Republic has been ordered to hunt down and destroy the Jedi Knights. Mm. Word for word. I, 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 I watched that scene like two or three times to make sure I got the wording right. Yeah. Hunt I hunt down and destroy the Jedi Knights verbatim what Ben Kenobi told Luke Skywalker in A New Hope. I and see I know some people are can be annoyed wow. by like the callbacks because this is a trope in Dave Filoni writing in anything he's written from Mandalorian to the many Clone Wars episodes he's done, you'll see these like he takes lines directly from the movies and puts them in Clone Wars episodes. Yeah. Um I love it. I personally, I love it. I love it I love too. The, just the, the the little callbacks and stuff like that. That you know, and the fact that Rex is the Rex is the first one to say mm-hmm. it. Like he's he's the first one to realize he's the only clone, presumably at this point, who is of the right mind and realizes what's happening. That he was involved in this and then gets the chip taken out. It's like holy crap. Look at this. Like, he has the unique perspective of getting the order, having the chip go off in his head, basically, and then getting it taken out and going, whoa, what just happened? Yeah. I, 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 I just appreciate – I mean, I, like, some people were upset over that repeated line from Revenge of the Sith that showed up in The Rise of Skywalker. I got chills when I heard it, mm. honest. Like, mm. like, I don't feel like it's cheap writing. I feel like it's – it's it's a it's a hearkening to a different part of the universe that it's a part of oh, yeah. it's a part of the legacy and to be able to put something into an animated story in 2020 and and integrate it in a way that it reminds you of the film that started it all back in 77 like that's creative as hell yeah, it really is. It, it's it's fantastic the way that you're able to integrate all of that and make it one cohesive storyline, make it one thing. Like the only other time I can think of writing that creative would be from Game of Thrones. There's there's mm. a there's a there's an episode of Game of Thrones in season two where somebody. Um, kills somebody else by stabbing them in the throat. It's the best way to go. I, like it wasn't even slitting their throat. It was stabbing them in the throat. And they drew it out. They made it really long and really dramatic and this person was injured and they were pretending to help them up and then as they pulled up they also slid the knife down. So when the person sat up, they basically sat up into the knife in their throat. And wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really graphic. I'm I'm trying hard to like tone it down for you. But somebody saw that. Somebody saw it happen and they vowed to avenge that person. And like two seasons later, two or three seasons later, the 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 person who promised to do the avenging ended up in the same tavern as the person who who did the stabbing. Mm-hmm. And and that person made good on their promise. And said the exact same thing to the murderer that they said to the person they killed. Like poetic word, writing right there. Like, like word for word. And the dude was injured too. And apparently he didn't recognize this person. 
And so as they were getting helped up, the, he, he, the, the murderer was still carrying the knife on him. And he actually got killed with the same knife that he killed that other person with two seasons ago. Wow. So uh, moral of the story, don't stab people in the neck because their friend will come after you and stab you. In the uh, neck. Basically, <laughs> basically. But that's the kind of creative writing that that we see in Game of Thrones and people are, are like ooing and aahing over it. And then you get something like that in Star Wars and people are like, uh, it's cheap writing. And I'm like, go, go sit in the corner. Go. Yeah. Go. You, you can't you can't have your cake and eat it, too. You've got to you've got to balance all of that. Um, but going back to these episodes, as I was mentioning, great battles in the first episode, a great duel in the second episode, great movie tie ins in the third one. And then in the fourth one, here's what I find. Great character arcs. We learn a lot about post order 66 Rex. We learn a lot about Ahsoka. We learn a lot about their decision-making process and how they want to endure this conclusion of the war, how they want to roll with this particular punch. And it, it's really fascinating to see these two characters that we watched meet each other on Christophsis back in 2008. Oh, man, memories. And seeing what what kind of things they do together at the end of what is possibly the most important story of their lives to this point. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Like it's 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 the breaking point for their characters. It's it's the ultimate test. It's what they what we as an audience have been dreading for them all this time. Understanding that both of them since the moment we met them in the Clone Wars movie would meet quite possibly terrible, awful, tragic fates at the end of this war. Rex, being a clone, being forced to turn on his Jedi, who he's obviously very close to, and Ahsoka being a Padawan, and not being in any of the movies, at least that we knew at that time, and uh, realizing that she was probably going to meet a nasty fate. Um, and then seeing this arc go through and show us what actually happens to them and the fact that it you know they they survive but barely barely yep. i mean is it even considered surviving i mean i guess it is but yeah what, I would say but, so. what, what, but what kind of a life are they facing now like every, it's like every, the apocalypse everybody that they've known is either dead or trying to kill them like what kind of life is that yeah like it, it's I, I can't even put myself in their shoes because of how terrible they have to live now. Like they have to depend on each other. They have to live on their own now. They have to figure it out for themselves and have to make their own way in the galaxy. Ahsoka has been doing that for a little while. But I mean, war is the only thing Rex has literally ever known. So what now? And I think born and bred for it. Right, exactly. And that, and again, that's one of the things that gets addressed in the episode Shattered is, you know, Rex's little reminiscing about how people are conflicted about the war. And, you know, for us clones, it's really tough because that's all we've ever known. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, we're kind of going back to the Umbara situation like this is war. But what happens when the war ends? We kind of get right. a taste of that. We get a glimpse of that 
in this final episode, in this final arc. And it's it's fascinating to watch unfold. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just it's insane how how well they did like they used the piece as well i you know i think there's certain things like i said that i would change if i was writing the story but overall i think putting the pieces where they are and, and taking like for example ahsoka who was in the clear she was not a jedi anymore she was in the under levels of the course and if she had hung out with trace and rafa through order 66 she would have been fine mm-hmm. she would have gone through any of this is the fact that all of this comes at the head at the same time, and you have her going after Maul, and then trying to take Maul back to Coruscant while all this is happening, that makes it it's it's the worst timing possible. Well, it, it goes from it goes from you know oh this could have been all right to this is the worst case scenario. Well, and the interesting thing is when they presented this idea to Anakin and Obi-Wan, they were talking about, you know, what's one more war? And Anakin's like, well, we're not quite done with this one yet. That was like foreshadowing as heck, you know, like we might be able to start this, this next conflict, but you know, we're not quite done with this one yet, but who knows? We might be close. Kind of gives a new meaning to the whole Clone Wars thing. The fact that, you know, basically you have the, a Mandalorian war happening right at the end of the Clone mm. Wars. Yeah, and and it's basically a civil war that it, it that, the, that the government gets involved in, which uh, it feels like it might be a political commentary on our world situation. But I'm not going to go down that road. <laughs> Yeah, it it does it does feel a little close to home. I mean, normally speaking, we're not dealing with with Sith lords, a renegade Sith lords uh, taking over planets. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure there's an equivalent I, at I some mean, point. I'm sure there are some people that feel like our world leader is evil incarnate in some capacity. So, it, ah, there's always it's people. it's not it's not too entirely different. But again. <laughs> Not not going there. That's that's as political as this show gets, folks. So if this is your first time experiencing the IPC podcast, that is as political as we will ever get. This that's isn't it. the intergalactic politics coalition. I have seen that there is something else that carries the IPC acronym that has nothing to do with intergalactic peace. And so <laughs> I'm, I'm really curious if we're like some sort of stock acronym that people in the market go for. It's like, buy GRA, buy IPC. Like, yes, please buy this show by all means. Heck become yeah. a sponsor. If you haven't become a sponsor yet, you can do so at ipcpodcast.podbean.com. We've got some really great sponsors slash patrons. Joey is one of them. Jake's actually one of them. And then we've also got Rachel, Dan Grievous, who went to bed, Parker Ott, and Carrie Fleming. Awesome, awesome people that um, see the vision of this program and want it to continue. And if you want to help us keep the lights on, you can do so by going to ipcpodcast.podbean.com. Real quick, I think just to kind of discuss maybe a variety of things all at once, Oops. I just want to go around the table yes, really quick. Yes, please do this to me. And and let's let's just name our favorite moments from any of these episodes. All four episodes, you can pick anything. You could pick more than one moment. Just kind of rapid fire because I got a couple in mind. Um, Jake, do you have anything in mind? Yeah, I mean my absolute How favorite. How many are we allowed to pick? As many as you like. Oh, There's no rules. There's no oh, rules. Damn. But try to try to get, try to do like two or three max. Okay. Uh, I would say my favorite 
moments, my two favorite moments are from the beginning of uh, the first episode of the arc when everybody is kind of together again and and mm-hmm. uh, just talking, just like old times. That's nice. Uh, and then my second uh, favorite moment is just the last couple minutes of the last episode when you've got that juxtaposition between them landing and, and Ahsoka burying the clones and uh, her dropping the lightsaber and then that great shot of Vader walking up and picking up the lightsaber. Uh, you know, no words need to be said in that in those scenes. It's, it just all speaks for itself and was a great example of of uh, just, you know, showing and not telling and uh, just a wonderful, sad uh, way to end the show. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll give so you one, I'll, one of, the, ahead, one of the first scenes and one of the last scenes and basically all the scenes in between, right? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. That that little moment between where it says Lucasfilm and then where it says created by George Lucas. That was my favorite yes. part. Yes. Yes. That that's what he's saying. It's just um, about. For me, um I love the whole attack on Mandalore mm-hmm. or Ahsoka, that one shot where Ahsoka is running across the gunships and then she ducks into one kicks two Mandalorians cuts their guns and then jumps out the other side is just absolutely phenomenal um one of the best moments probably in all of Star Wars in my humble opinion is in Phantom Apprentice where you have Ahsoka confront Maul and they don't fight right off the bat it's not like Phantom Menace where they just you know they just Oh, like, let's do it. Like, they have a talk, and Ahsoka seems to actually want to join him. And it's just a fascinating conversation. Sam Witwer brings his A-game in acting and just this whole speech about how the Republic is ending, and you, you, you just can't see it. It's thing you're, you're blind to this. And the whole thing, thing is magnificent. And then uh, the last moment, I think, is when – it's a small moment, but I think it's great – the whole scene in the the control room as Ahsoka and Rex are trying to kind of figure out what their next move in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole thing where they open the doors and they see the planet coming up and the music is Kevin Kiner, my God, the guy, guy's a genius. Um, that music is amazing. And then you see, you know, Rex, you know, Ahsoka taking off Rex's helmet and realizing he's crying under there. Gets me every time! Yep. <sighs> All right, Zach. Very, very rarely see the clones show that type of emotion. It's, yeah. It's a, it's a very rare experience. I think we experienced it when, when they realized they were shooting at each other on Umbara. Like that, yeah. that's probably the closest to that type of emoting we've seen from any of these guys, and it's, it's impactful. It's very impactful when you, when you realize. Just how much this means to him, and how much it, 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 it it's affecting him. Like mm-hmm. by by choosing to escape, even if he's not killing them, um, he is condemning them to death by leaving them behind. Like it, it's it's all hitting him in the face in that moment, and it's really really tough to to get that emotionally involved with an animated character, but. Oh my gosh, the the animation in this arc is unparalleled. There there so there is there is very little animation in existence out there 
that I would compare to the animation we got from this. The opening battle sequence in Old Friends Not Forgotten looked like a video game rendering or 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 even a CGI movie. You know, like you have to have some CGI moments even in live action movies. And it looked like a potentially CGI'd sequence of a live action film. That's the type of quality that they were putting out into this arc on a regular basis. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, it is. So if we're, if, we're, if we're going to my favorite moments, I'm probably I'm going to cheat a little bit and I'm probably going to pick like a favorite moment from each episode. That gives me force. OK, fine. Four, four moments from each episode. My, my favorite moment from the first episode is that opening battle sequence. Anakin is on his A game uh, and his, his strategies are working to perfection. You see him as like peak war Skywalker and you know what's about to happen. But you see him like on top of his game, literally and figuratively. You you see uh, that fantastic animation that I was just mentioning. You see um, R two being involved in the battle planning, and you see jet troopers. You see Rex riding on a jetpack. Like you you see all these amazing things, and it Kiner integrates some classic Williams fight music over the course of that sequence you hear that like it just it felt like star wars it didn't feel like the clone wars it didn't feel like an animated series it didn't feel like a, a mini episode or a mini series it just felt like star wars to me and oh, yeah. it was yeah. it was it was just beautiful um the the phantom apprentice would have to be the choreography of the duel between Maul and Ahsoka. Like the, the bantering was great. The, the dialogue beforehand was great. No, no doubt. But, but Ray Park's choreography and the fact that Ahsoka actually had the upper hand on several occasions is a testament to her power because Obi-Wan got bested by Maul previously in the series. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, you know, he's, he's actually bested other Jedi before he, Maul, in 99, he killed someone that was a candidate for the Jedi Council seat in Qui-Gon Jinn. Like, this guy right. is a badass. And she is the only person that we really see who has, like, actually bested him in single combat. Obi-Wan didn't necessarily best him. He just kind of caught him by surprise by calling for Qui-Gon's lightsaber. You know, like... It's almost like cheating to a certain degree. But Ahsoka faced him one-on-one, -on -one and she won. And there were some Lion King-type choreography when she when she pulled, like, a, a Simba or a Scar, kicking him through the window like that. Yeah. There was some Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl vibes when they're up on the rafters fighting each other and trying to maintain their balance. Like, they pulled out all the stops for this but one thing one thing that i love about that whole duel is that it's really well done it's it's like perfectly choreographed thanks to like the motion capture they did and all this kind of stuff and then it's lit well it's like the, the ambiance is there everything is there but also the fact that just just the idea that it's a really well fought duel for both sides you can tell that ahsoka has come a long way in her training and she's fought pretty much everyone from General Grievous or whatever. But she's not. This is not an easy fight for her. Like she's, you know, she's 
able to get one over on Maul a couple times, but, like, she is struggling. Her fatigue is very evident. Like, when she pauses after she kicks him through the door, like, she takes a couple of deep, heavy breaths because she is exhausted from what she just went through. But she doesn't show him that. Like, she never tips her hand that she's getting tired. She waited till he was out of the frame, out of sight, before she takes those deep breaths. And rather than stopping and waiting for him to come back to her, she presses the attack anyways. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I love that, just, just the fact that Maul would be the better fighter. Like, he really would be. Like, he's had all this time... And he trained under one of the most powerful beings in the galaxy. Like, you know, he would be. But also, Ahsoka's no slacker either. She's also been trained by one of the most powerful beings in the galaxy. So, um, you know, they're pretty evenly matched, but it's still, it's it's a tough one for Ahsoka. And even down to the end, like, I think Ahsoka does win and she does capture him, but it's still like, he's the one that knocks her lightsabers out of her hands and then has her on a little tightrope and like, okay, join me or die. Yeah. And it's kind of a draw in the end because she ends up kind of tricking him and throwing him over the side. But like, you know, it's a it's a really hard fought battle. I appreciate that that about. And I, one of the things that I really like about the new like the modern lightsaber duels from this, from Clone Wars, and also from the sequel trilogy is they're very grounded and very realistic in a way. They kind of take the the swashbuckling like you know, romanticism of the lightsaber duels from the original trilogy and kind of the the big sweeping like the choreography from the from the prequels and kind of meld them into like something that's you could like people would if they were fighting with lightsabers in a real world, this is where it would go down. Right. It looked like they pulled a put they they took some stunts from the fan videos that we've seen on YouTube for like a decade. You know the one you know the one that, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those guys that like make their own hilts and then they like fight in a warehouse or in a in a soccer field or something like that. I love those. Yeah, yeah. It's always it's always either in a warehouse or the woods. Yep. <laughs> it's n- nothing in between because these people, God bless their souls, um, they don't have the budget, <laughs> so they just have to. You know, rarely you'll see like a snow planet because they decided to kill themselves and go out in the snow in the middle of winter. And I, stuff. I am yeah. going to do a fan film one day and I want, I want to take, I, yeah, I want it to take place in the desert, like out in Arizona, like Tatooine type setting. And I'd love to do a snow one too. That'd be so fun. We need to shoot one in the grand Canyon. Heck yeah. Oh, do you know who, when I first met him, he was making a Star Wars fan film? Do you know who I'm talking about that he never Maybe? finished? Maybe? I don't. Mr. Dominic Jones. I'm not oh, surprised by that. Has made Star Wars fan films. It was in the process of making one. Wow. I can't remember the name of it. But I think if you want to make a Star Wars fan film, he's the person you talk there to. You well, it's not like I don't have anything else on my plate. Oh yeah, just you know, just squeezing in the weekend. Let's, just, let's just go ahead and make a whole ass movie at the same time as everything else that's going on. Why not? We just have to stay six feet apart. No big deal. Uh, well, okay, <laughs> then we're using a lot of force lightning, and we're gonna have to be really long lightsabers. <laughs> well, I mean, we could we could do a like a Gantorus style lightsaber. Do you remember the character Gantorus from the Legends? I don't. No. He uh, he he found. Um, three crystals rather than two apparently two was like the thing in legends canon that you needed for like a full-fledged lightsaber 
And he actually came across three, and one of them was red. So it ended up being a purple blade. But because he had a third crystal, he had a little activation switch on his saber that could extend it and make it more like a spear. Oh, wow. So, like, you could be in the middle of combat and have, like, a four-foot blade against a four-foot blade. You flip the switch, goes out to six feet, stabs him in the face. (laughs) Wow. That's brutal. It's kind of crazy, but also kind of creative because you can keep them at a longer distance that way, I guess. I don't know. I I don't know what the logistics of that would look like. Kevin J. Anderson wrote about it in the um, Jedi Academy trilogy, and... It was, it was interesting to to think about, but not very practical. So, I I don't I don't know if that lightsaber passed on to somebody else after Gantoris died or not, but that's that's one fight sequence that I remember because he was he was Luke's first trainee to actually build a lightsaber, and he challenged Luke to a duel as soon as he finished it. Oh no! And you can guess how well that went. Yeah, but. Anyways, back to back to this arc because I digressed really hardcore there for a second. My bad. Uh, <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk about the visuals and and the music for a second because I do think okay. think those are two things that are really really worthy of attention. Ben, you were talking about the 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 actual attack on Mandalore at one point, right? And and Ahsoka's yes. badassery. There's a lot of debris flying around there's a lot of explosions and stuff going on in that sequence and it's it's really fantastic to think about how like all of that had to be drawn all of that had to be very intentionally placed and you had to create the characters moving around all of that surviving all of that while moving the story gradually towards the ground like that is a huge undertaking Everything that went into this is just astounding. Like, all of the voice work, all of the music, all of the, the visuals. I mean, the visuals alone, if you watch this with the sound off, it's like, it's stunning. Like, it's gorgeous. Like, it's so, so good. And, you know, you're, you, I mean, that's why it needs to be in a theater, because it's it's a freaking movie. It's This is literally a movie. It looks like a movie. And it deserves to be on a big screen. And, you know, it's, it's a shame that, like, most people are watching it on their phones. I know I have. And, like, you know, it's, it's you know, it deserves that big screen appearance because it looks so great. And it's, you know, it's it's really, I think it's made with that in mind. Yeah. I would, I would agree. And, I mean, even the way that it's edited, even the way the episodes are edited, it's in, like, immediate sequence, one after the other after the other. It's perfectly easy to stitch all of these things together and make it into like an 80 minute feature film. It's it's totally doable. Yeah. Exactly. Um Jake. Yes. The the music element, the music component. Uh I know we don't have Mr. Hype function on with us right now, but uh I I mentioned the the Star Wars fanfare in Old Friends Not Forgotten. Uh did you happen to catch some of the uh, episode three music that they were able to integrate into the third episode shattered. I didn't know the um, when they, when they start calling for order 66 and she jumps up onto the, the hologram table 
and she's um, like in, she's like in a circle defending herself and then she like gets up that shaft and gets away i can swear that i heard some of the what is it what's it called march to the heroes or something like that um no i believe that tune is called anakin's dark deeds is it is it really it's it and it's it's taken directly from the scene where it's right after Obi-Wan talks to Padme and it goes to Anakin on Mustafar and he's standing on the balcony crying. Oh wow. And it's that whole sweeping sound of that music and it's taken directly from that and put into this scene and it's perfect. Like it's gorgeous it's so good like i i i think i mean it, it it may i'm pretty sure it's an original thing it could have been taken directly from the movie it was so like perfectly done Uh-oh. well and the and the the way that that episode ties into episode three because like you've got execute order 66 happening in the next room mm. and ahsoka's there on the bridge feeling all of this transpire it's almost like an echo or ripple through the force that she senses because of her connection to him like oh my gosh the the tie-ins and the homages that they give to revenge of the sith makes me want to go back and watch episode three again with all of this in mind now Mm -hmm. that's what you have to do that now like that's a must to go back and watch it with all the no What's happening? Oh, right about now, Ahsoka's fighting Maul. Um, right about now, you know, ah- Ahsoka's having to fight Rex. Oh, gosh. Well, um, our friend Chris Abbott, a.k.a. Star Raptor, actually found... He, he went through the movie and was going back and forth between the episodes and the, and, and, the, and the film and actually came up with, like, a pretty good timeline for, uh, like, what you're supposed to watch until when and then pick up with this episode. This episode finishes pick up at this sequence until this sequence in the movie. Like, wow. I, I, I kind of want to follow along with that particular trail and see how it plays out because it sounds, it sounds like it could be really, really fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Just got to make sure I got enough time for all of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about timing. It's all about making sure I got the time for it. I'm trying to get together with some friends. I'm trying to do this and that and the other thing. I'm trying to figure out a way to go out of town once some of these covid restrictions start lifting again like i'm getting stir crazy i'm an introvert and i'm getting stir crazy okay <laughs> it's it's getting serious the introverts are like can we please go outside right. Right. you want to eat at a restaurant <laughs> again guys you 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 know it's bad when when the introverts are actually trying to be social but i want to go out with my friends i never want to do that but i want to do it now <laughs> Right. It's it's like that whole thing where when you don't when you have the freedom to do it, you don't want to do it. Now that you don't have the freedom to do it, you want to do it. Yeah. Precisely. <laughs> so good. Oh, well. OK. Well, uh, I know that we've been on for over two hours. We were supposed to be done at two hours. So we're going to we're going to. Wow. OK. Time is flowing. Yeah, we're cl- we're coming in closer to two and a half hours at this point, uh, which is which is crazy. But uh, it's been fun because. You know, it's it's really hard to do a, a six-year celebration and a, a topical discussion in the same episode. So I'm kind of proud of us, actually. But mm-hmm. um, before we go into final thoughts, I think it's appropriate that we do our last live drawing of the evening and explain what the other drawing is going to be about. 
if you guys are up. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So um, we haven't had anybody new, but I've been calling in asking for people to be sending us stuff. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and make the call that it is down between uh, Stephen, Jeff White, Dan Grievous, and Kenny Crayley. He's been contributing in the uh, live feed on Facebook Live with us. So those are the uh, final four, if you will, for this last prize that we've got. And uh, apparently, if I want to uh, spin the wheel, I have to watch a video. Stupid thing. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's what I get. That's ads. what I get for getting ads on the app. Ugh. At least I can mute it. But um, Stephen, Jeff, Dan, and Kenny, you guys are our last live uh contestants but we will have other options for one more prize after this so if you guys are ready i'm gonna go ahead and spin that wheel Yay. a little fanfare gonna be coming up here uh, oh that was close that was really close oh it felt like an episode. Of, it felt like an episode of Wheel of Fortune, honestly. <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. The momentum looked like it was going to stop on one person. However, it actually did land on our good friend Stephen Schinder. Nice. It, it went to Stephen. It, it was just barely on one person and then clipped over to Stephen. And funny enough, Stephen joined me on a YouTube exclusive talking about this arc a few days ago. So go to our YouTube page, the Intergalactic Peace Coalition on YouTube, and you can hear his and my thoughts. But Stephen, you are the winner for our last live prize and we'll get with you about how to send this out to you uh in private message but we were talking about the movie uh zombies earlier and what's more iconic uh about really bad movies than having really bad commentary on top of it so um it, it's it's kind of an IPC thing. Nobody else talks about zombies as much as IPC does. That's just kind of like no. our mascot movie. It's because no one's as insane as we Exactly, are. exactly. But, Stephen, you have just won yourself your own DVD copy of the movie Zombies, and <laughs> we will be... This is, this is the funny part. It's on Amazon Prime, for anybody that's got Amazon Prime. So you could watch it on Prime if you wanted to. But we're going to be sending a hard copy... And we're going to be doing a commentary just for you to listen to as you're watching the movie. So it's going to be an IPC watch-along party, basically, that you can watch and listen to anytime you want. Congratulations, Mm -hmm. Stephen. We'll be getting your contact info from you in private message so that you can experience the glory that is Zumbies anytime you want and with the IPC guys providing their thoughts as we go along. So that is prize number two for the evening. Prize number three, really quick, we want to hear from you guys that listen to it pre-recorded. Uh, you know, if you, if you hear it on, uh, on some kind of podcasting platform that isn't live, we still want to hear from you. And we just want to get your thoughts on why IPC. 
It's not like an essay or anything like that. You could put it in a tweet or a thread of tweets if you wanted to. Or you can just send it to us in a private message on Facebook or Twitter, whatever. But we want to get maybe like 200-ish words from you about why IPC. Why do you listen to it? Uh, why did you get started? When did you get started? Um, if you were trying to tell somebody else to listen to IPC, what kind of things would you tell them? Basically explain to us why IPC. Why IPC? Not the letter Y. W-H-Y. Why do you listen to IPC? So you can you can send that to us in the Peacekeeper Corps if you're a member of that group. You can send it to us in a private message. However you want to send it, that will be your submission for the final prize. And that prize will be some stuff from our T Public page. It might be mm -hmm. a t-shirt. It might be uh, some stickers and a coffee mug. It might be, you know, whatever it is that you've had your eye on but haven't wanted to actually purchase it yourself, we will get it for you. So you're going to get your own IPC swag for letting us know why you listen to IPC. That is your challenge to anybody that did not listen live or anybody that did not win tonight. You still have a chance to get some IPC swag courtesy of the six-year-old podcast that you are now listening to. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, dokie. Awesome. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping uh, we get some submissions. I'm really curious to, to see or, or read why people listen to this show as much as they do or as long as they have. Like, honestly, we've been rambling on for two and a half hours, and you're still with us? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we really are fishing for compliments. We're, like, literally paying them to <laughs> give us compliments. Say nice things about me. We're going to read all of those submissions on next week's podcast. You've got between now and the next time we record in order to send us stuff. So uh, make sure that you get it to us before – what is the next recording date? It's going to be sometime in May, right? The May the 15th? So sometime, yep. sometime between when you listen to this and May 15th, send us a 200-word or 200-ish word uh, explanation of why you listen to IPC. If you win in that random drawing, then you will be contacted for us to send you some IPC swag courtesy of the IPC podcast. Excellent. All right, on to final thoughts of the evening and planet scores for this final arc. Uh, we've just titled the Siege of Mandalore arc. Um, ben, you get to lead us off. Okay, so as I've said, I mean, there's so many things to say, and we've we've barely scratched the surface on this thing. We spent a long time talking about this thing, barely scratched the surface. And for me, this arc was brilliant. It was amazing, easily the best arc of the entire series, some of the best Star Wars we've ever seen ever. And just a magnificent feat and a great ending to the series as a whole. Like I said, I don't, I don't love every single second of it. There are some things that I have some qualms with. I think the last episode, yes, it's a bit rushed. There, you know, I could have, you know, earned some more with the with the characters in that last few moments. But everything is just they it fought, fired on all cylinders, and um, the music, the acting. The, 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 I want to say special effects, but it's all special effects. The, the CGI <laughs> the animation is superb, like some of the best we've ever seen. 
and it really is a magnificent I, I hope this is the one thing that, that Disney learns from this is we want more of this I don't care if this thing makes in the theaters I don't care if they put more episodes out of the Clone Wars I just want more of this type of storytelling I want more Star Wars animation I want more shows like this I want more shows like Clone Wars out there and just to continue this because people love this and we love this and it's obviously you know probably making Disney a lot of money in Disney Plus subscriptions um so yeah give us more of this and in regards to the Siege of Mandalore as a whole I give this one a 10 out of 10 Ooh. 10 out of 10 uh, it, it's hard it's hard to dispute it but there's just there's very few things that we ever dish out perfect tens for but if if there was ever anything for it i think it might be this one uh jake how about you yeah i mean i i really think that to bring the show back at all was such a great thing and to get the ending that the show deserved was so nice it was so good to be able to sit down and watch the show end the way it should have ended, uh, you know, a few years ago when it was canceled, unfortunately. Uh, I'm so glad that they brought it back. And uh, I, w- as far as the the whole season goes, you know, there have been some hits and misses, I would say, you know, some more boring episodes, whatever. But they really ended it off on, uh, I mean, it, it's hard to say a high note, but because it, it, it was definitely a low, low note tonally, but uh, they did it in such a elegant way, I think, and um, it was everything that I was hoping that it would be leading up uh, to Order 66 and the demise of the the Jedi. And uh, I I would have to agree with Ben. I got to give this a 10 out of 10 just for for being so good. And uh, I it's definitely one of my top. I would say top five arcs of the whole show for sure uh well i mean it, it's probably like a top two arc for me like to me it's right up there with the umbara arc yeah as as far as storytelling goes as far as how compelling it was how how just how gripping it was how well it tied in to the movie like if there if there was ever anything that i would dream about being connected to uh, Revenge of the Sith. Like, we knew that this show was going to end where Revenge of the Sith picked up. But to actually have it cross over with it, to have it connected to it, to have it be a part of it, it was it was breathtaking to watch. Uh, like, so many facets were so amazing to, to see it unravel the way that it did. Uh, it, it It's, like I said, there were some times where it didn't even feel like an animated show, it it felt like just Star Wars, yeah, and that's that's what I loved about it. And uh, I I do still feel that that there could have been another scene towards the end that kind of served as like an epilogue. I feel like the the action in the fourth episode was a bit jarring, considering how fast paced it was, and how much character development we had experienced in the previous three episodes. We didn't get quite as much of it in the last one, although we did get a really good quote that we're about to talk about here in a second. Um, 
But that fourth episode, man, yeah, like I like I said, we kind of plateaued after the third episode, and then it felt like we were kind of coasting to the finish line in that fourth episode. And that would probably be like my biggest qualm is a very abrupt ending after everything had spent so much time spreading out and building up leading up to that. And so with that, it's not going to be a perfect 10 out of 10 for me. It's actually just going to be a 9.5. I'm going to knock a little bit off at the very end. But for the most part, like I said, amazing, amazing stuff that I thoroughly enjoyed. And I enjoyed talking with you guys because unless we do a Clone Wars Revisited or if they do more episodes, this may be the last time we end up talking about the Clone Wars on this podcast. (gasps) No! And that's a real bummer to say because we've literally been doing this since 2014, since year one. And and now here it is. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Not ready. Not ready. Well, let's let's continue the discussion for a little bit longer then because we've got uh, a quote of the night that uh, was uh, heavily favored as far as uh, selections go. And... Uh, uh-huh. Ben, I think I think it was one of one of your personal favorites overall. Correct? Yeah. Yes, this is the scene, as I mentioned earlier, where Ahsoka and Rex are in the control room above the hangar. They're trying to figure out what they want to do in the in the fourth episode, and uh, the clones show up, and you have a very emotional Rex kind of say, "Hey, we we have to." You know, we, you know, we 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 have to go through them. We have to hurt them, and Ahsoka refuses, and gives some great advice to Rex, and and you know, kind of the mission statement for what they have to do, which is their entire struggle for the next, for the rest of the episode, um, and it's a brilliant, brilliant emotional quote. Well, and uh, it's it's worth taking a listen to. So, without further ado. Here's tonight's quote of the night. Hold your position, men. If they try to leave, they'll have to go through us. So what do we do? Fight our way to the shuttle? There are too many. Besides, I don't want to hurt them. I hate to tell you this, but they don't care. This ship is going down, and those soldiers, my brothers are willing to die and take you and me along with them. You're a good soldier, Rex. So is every one of those men down there. They may be willing to die, but I am not the one who is going to kill them. It's really interesting to hear that from Ahsoka, because now that she's left the Jedi Order, it feels like she might be in a little bit of a gray area. But her thought process, her decision making is actually one of the soundest of basically anybody in the entire series. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just that that whole scene breaks my heart. And, you know, also is such a great moment for Ahsoka after all she's been through and, you know, being that rock for Rex. Yep, it's very true. Very, very true. Well, we've been using the hashtag all evening. It's time to actually put that hashtag to good use. 
Ladies and gentlemen, start using that hashtag for what it was meant to be for, because it's time for another rousing edition of the final segment of the show. It's time for hashtag BBQ Watch. Barbecue. 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 All right, so for this segment, anybody that's listened to the show before, you know that we always find some kind of barbecue discussion. We talk about barbecue of the future. We talk about uh, barbecue of the past. We talk about barbecue on our road trips. We talk about, uh, you know, barbecue sides, the drinks that go with barbecue, the atmosphere, the smells, the music associated with barbecue. Uh, should you have Texas toast or a roll with your barbecue? Like, there's all kinds of different discussions that we could have about it. But I felt like it was worth taking a little bit of a step back this time and just revisiting our roots for anybody that might be new to the program or maybe doesn't know this about us. Um, let's just talk about our favorite barbecues, like not just the barbecue restaurants. I think Ben's going to be a little biased there since he works at a barbecue restaurant. <laughs> just the whole reason That's we're kind doing of the whole this. reason. <laughs> yeah. Me being from Texas, I just love barbecue. I'm like a barbecue snob to a certain degree. But let's just go around the horn real quick and talk about our favorite type of barbecue and why. Ben, you lead us off, please. All right, so I'm just gonna list an entree. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with my entree. My number one favorite has always been pork sandwich. Anytime I go out to eat at a barbecue restaurant, which doesn't happen a whole lot because you know trying to get you know get a little variety in my in my diet. Um, so I eat barbecue all the time, but you know even when I'm at work, I eat pork sandwich one of my favorites um and they're all different it's funny we serve them wet here with sauce but i actually prefer it dry with a little bit of sauce and that's probably my favorite way to have it but uh i've tried so many i've loved so many some of them not so much but that's my old standby how how many different types do you feel like you've had Ooh, it's interesting because i mean there's wet there's dry there's i don't know they're sliced there's, you know, of course you can get it pulled, you can kind of get it shredded, um, you can get it, you know, it's 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 interesting how, I, I don't know, and of course you can get it with a lot of, uh, you know, different things, you can get them dressed, <laughs> all kinds of stuff, you get different condiments on them, um, I just like it plain with, without sauce, just a little bit of sauce on top, I don't really like it drenched, I, I will eat it drenched, but I prefer it mostly dry, that's just me. Fascinating. Fascinating. Jake, do you have a favorite type of barbecue out there by you? Uh, yeah, I I would have to say, I mean, like for church gatherings and family reunions and this and that, I think a big staple for me in my childhood was just your classic pulled pork sandwich with, and I don't know if this is sacrilege, I'm sure it is uh, for you guys. I don't, I don't know, but I love having a slice of cheese on that sucker and it just tastes so good. I, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with cheese. Uh, I like adding cheese to things a lot, lots of different things and pulled pork sandwich for me, a slice of either American or Swiss I find goes good with it or, you know, just cheddar. 
maybe some Colby Jack, Pepper Jack, I whatever cheese you want to put on there, a nice slice of cheese with that pulled pork sandwich, maybe some pickles, who knows, but definitely the cheese. Good stuff. Okay, well, I know what next week's topic is going to be. It's going to be me lecturing Jake on why cheese does not belong on barbecue. Uh, I don't, I don't, we'll, we'll, we're going to have that discussion, and uh, I think I'm going to be on Jake's oh, side. Oh, good. I, yeah, we're going to put up a fight. Let's just say that. Uh, I just, I, I like cheese, and I like barbecue, but there are just, there are certain things that shouldn't get married to other things oh my gosh there's there's people who like cheese on their on their barbecue and then there's boring people i understand the separation of church and jake <laughs> wow all right no cheese man what what's on what's on your menu uh lately for me it's it's been um diced marble cut brisket Mm-hmm. There, there are there are different types of cuts, and it depends on the portion that you get the beef from, like what part of the cow you get it from. And uh, marble cut is kind of closer to the end of the flank, to where some of the the fattier sides are. And so, the the marble shape, the the marble portion of the cut, is like that because if you're looking at like a marble top counter, it's kind of got like a two tone element, kind of weaving back and forth intermingled amongst itself and that's kind of what the fat does mixed in amongst the flank in that part of the meat and it is very it's very soft it's very chewy it's very tasty and um i usually end up getting that like i specifically ask for marble cut when i go to a barbecue restaurant but if not i'll just get the diced beef sandwich from uh from my my one favorite place to get barbecue from i've posted pictures and videos from this place before it's called bucky's it is a it is a Texas institution. It is the best gas station you have ever been to in your life. They have like super amazing bathrooms. They have a delicatessen inside. They've got aisles upon aisles of candy and sweets and beef jerky and ice creams. They've got an entire souvenir section where you can get like Bucky's beaver themed items. But one thing that they've got is a barbecue stand right in the middle of this gas station. And it's it's crazy. It's crazy. And I love getting barbecue from Bucky's. So that's kind of been my thing. I Bucky's is, yeah. Bucky's I is need great. to go. Bucky's barbecue. Dude, come to Texas. I will show you Bucky's. I'll show Heck you a yeah. lot. But I'll show you Bucky's. <laughs> all right. That is going to be the last segment of the evening. Thank you all so much for celebrating six years with us here on the IPC podcast. Don't forget that you can be entered to win some IPC swag. If you just write us a couple of hundred words about why IPC, W-H-Y, why IPC? Well, I listen because this. If I was going to tell somebody to listen to IPC, this is what I would tell them. And I would tell you that you can redirect them to all our social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at IPC Podcast. We have episodes that get published on iTunes, Google Play, ipcpodcast.podbean.com, starwarsunderworld.com, and our swag, if you want to buy it for yourself, can be at tpublic.com slash user slash IPC Podcast. We've got personal uh, social media accounts as well. Jake is at Jake Damon or Jake W. Damon. Ben is Ben Hart with no E. And I am Zach the Voice. We've had that on the uh, graphic here on Facebook Live. Thank you to everybody that's been popping in and out there. Thank you to everybody that's been on Channel 1138. Thank you to everybody that's going to be listening to it after the fact. 
we appreciate each and every one of you guys any closing farewells to commemorate these six years six more <laughs> at least <laughs> at least six more and thank you all so much for continuing to listen for whether you've listened from the beginning or just started listening we appreciate each and every one of you we love you and we hope you come back next week we hope you enjoyed it enough to come back next week and we maybe you know say a few nice words up to, to get us because yeah we're totally paying you off now but uh it's pretty shameless and we we at least hope it comes from the bottom of your heart because we love you both. or at least the bottom of your wallet because you're too cheap to buy our stuff on our website <laughs> oh, oh man okay <laughs> this is okay this is getting personal. <laughs> all in good fun and we do have a lot of fun here on the ipc podcast and we're looking forward to having more fun next week but that's going to do it for episode 283 and year number six of the ipc podcast this episode is officially being put to bed just like myself, because I've got to work tomorrow. For Jake Damon and Ben Hart, I'm Zach Arnold. Thank you for tuning in. We hope that you'll tune in again next week. But until that time comes around, we're just going to leave you with this final thought. Facing all that you fear will free you from yourself. And we hope to see you next week right here on IPC. But until then, good night, everyone. <laughs>